0: (laughs) You made a fool of me, but the broken dreams have got you.
1: Welcome to Fire Football Radio. I'm your host, Matt McGrath. Alongside Luigi Cavola and Zach Schmola, this is the 17th episode of the Fire Football Radio Show. As we are 17 weeks into the NFL season, coming up on week 18. As a reminder, we will be live from the store studio every Wednesday night on WHUS stores 91.7 from 6 to 7, but now it's 5 to 7 tonight, so I'm lying to you there. We're on for two hours tonight, so stick with us as long as you want. We could take you right through your dinner, whatever you got planned, getting out of work here from five to seven. But as a reminder, it is WHUS stores ninety one point seven Fire Football Radio to bring you the latest news, rumors, and more about America's game in the league we all know and love, the NFL. But week seventeen is now in the distance. We have one, one more final week remaining here in the NFL season. A new week, a new week eighteen that we've never experienced before. And I would normally say, Zach and Luigi, what's going on, baby? But Zach is not j- with us just yet. Luigi, what's going on, baby?
2: How are we doing, Matt? Doing good. Glad to be back on the show on this fine, well, not so fine Wednesday. It's pretty gray outside. Uh, doing good. Glad to be back talking some good foosball.
1: And then Zach will join us closer to the 6 o'clock hour. But Eric over there in the middle today, how are you, my friend?
3: Ah, doing well doing well uh pretty good week of football I actually got to spend this was the first full sunday i watched of football the entire season
1: and why I did not have to work why would that be eric
3: <laughs> because mostly because of different uconn athletic sporting events so yeah. typically i'm gone for the entire one o'clock slate so i finally got to watch that this year this week which was good um had it a good time actually your guys course. new house you guys weren't there, but me and Zach, were. it was. Oh, great. yeah, I
1: saw you were up there.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, no more field hockey. No, I mean, football was on Saturdays, but no more volleyball. Apparently, field we don't hockey. have a basketball program anymore either. It just yeah.
2: disappeared.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand how it's taking so, ba- so long to get back if it's five days now. Like, the women's team still isn't sure they're going to be able to play Sunday. Well, I they, saw they played in like...
1: They had something on, was it Friday?
3: That got canceled, yeah.
1: Yes, okay. Yeah, and, and so we had over nine players, and then Hurley as well, get COVID, right? Yep. And then yeah, the women, so. did they just have their entire team as well?
3: It seems, well, it's, I think a lot of the players on the women had it, but the women also have three to four players that are injured that are like starters to fifth or or sixth or seventh person off the bench. Okay, So that's part of it. It was like they – you need a certain amount of players to be able to play, and I think with the amount they had injured, they weren't going to be able to do it Friday.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Any news on Paige? It seems like she's moving around a little bit now.
3: Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's much to be talked about really until – she's like I don't think we'll hear anything until they say like oh she's back in practice like I think they're keeping it very close to the chest kind of
1: and now is college basketball they're keeping the whole same frame even though they have to reschedule all these games right
3: yes yeah yeah nothing has changed really just the fact that they have to now fit in a bunch of games specifically for us really a couple games and I saw yesterday UCLA hasn't played a game since the 11th of
2: December yeah oh my that's crazy like we that's haven't played a in month. a while
3: but that's a long time
2: we yeah. haven't played in like two and a half weeks whereas they're since the, getting close yeah, to a 18. month since
1: the providence yeah. game right yeah yeah oh jeez. and then uh, <laughs> our well we're, we're gonna play saturday right in the proof this to. Past,
3: yeah yeah we're gonna play this past saturday but now we just play
2: oh no now this football. saturday though the eight now we're supposed to play on saturday
3: Yes, we're supposed to play this Saturday too at scene hall at noon, and it hasn't been canceled yet. I know scene hall is healthy, so they played last night.
1: Okay, well, we'll we'll find yeah. out. It, I mean, you, you could have a couple I hours. Believe, worth. I
3: won't believe we're playing until I see the ball tipped.
1: I, yeah, yeah, I would exactly. agree. I feel like we kind of how it's been going lately. Our yeah. basketball program doesn't really even exist right now, that's what it feels like. Um, yeah. But, yeah, good weekend, or a Friday, I should say, of college football. Eric, what are your perceptions on those games in the, the uh, semifinal playoff?
3: Oh, uh, Say that again for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to stay. try to stay closer to the oh, screen yeah. when you're talking. The,
1: uh, the, the college football playoff, the semifinal, per, er, early perceptions on what the national championship game could be like.
2: I well, said first, it. I, yeah, go ahead, Hark. You there go. I was football. just going to say both of those games are letdowns. Stung. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so from an, an analysis state standpoint of those two games, they were kind of upsetting. I was hoping that at least one of them would be competitive. I didn't expect both to be super competitive, um, but neither were anywhere near competitive. They were blowouts from the first snap. Um, but I said it to you guys the other day, that I really and truly believe that this – this po- coming, what's it, Monday they play? Yeah. yeah. This coming Monday, I truly believe that has the potential to be one of the greatest football games played, like, just generally. Not even NFL, yeah. college, high school. I just generally one of the greatest games to be played from a pure football standpoint. Do I think there's going to be a 1,000 points scored? Probably not with how great these defenses have been playing the last few weeks, but I don't know. It's a good little chance for uh, Georgia to bounce back after losing a – Bama and Vegas apparently thinks That they got it so
3: Yeah yeah that's That's going to be interesting I I Definitely um, I think it's huge for Georgia like if Georgia can stay in this game this game is going to be Really good because yeah. you know Bama's not Like been Bama knows before. how to play it. It's, yeah, it's either going to be
2: It's going to be a blowout by Bama Winning or a close game Where either it could go either way Yeah Georgia's not going to win by a thousand That's my no. personal prediction
1: Kirby Smarts was saying the whole year that out of any year, this should be their year. So it, it'll be exciting to see what they can do in the playoff. They absolutely – They
2: got like nine NFL players on their defense. Yeah, I yeah. hope this would be their year. Yeah, this would be <laughs> they the year.
1: obliterated Michigan the, into pieces.
2: Yeah, it was bad. Yeah,
1: that was embarrassing.
2: I saw – t- I
3: think I might have said it to you, Luigi. I said it to Zach. Uh, I saw a tweet, and it was like uh, – like, with Matt Corral getting injured and saying he should have opted out, they were saying he, they sh- he should have taken the Aiden Hutchinson route and opted out yeah. for that
2: game. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. That was hilarious. He was getting just flattened by their offensive line. Yeah. And, like, still there's a lot a lot of, like, speculation that he shouldn't be the number one pick. But if I'm a, a GM, a head coach, whoever's making the decision on draft day for the Jags or the Lions, whoever it may be, I'm taking Thibodeau 10 times out of 10. Just in my opinion, like you, such a higher ceiling as not only an athlete but as a football player, like I, I just think it, he looks better. And plus, we've seen Hutchinson play against a couple couple good tackles. Like Penn State's got a guy going to the league. I know that obviously the Ohio State guys every year are going to the league, but like he hasn't played the types of tackles that you would expect him to play for him to be this. Clear stated number one overall pick. I don't know.
3: Yeah, no, the Big Ten hasn't been as good at, at it, on their offensive line this year as they typically no. would have been.
2: Yeah, Penn State was the only real is the only real team with uh, a guy who's re- really clearly headed to the league at t- in the tackle spot from the Big yeah. Ten. That's not Ohio State. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, now coming back just a couple days after uh, the college football semifinal, where Michigan loses, their head coach. Uh, Jim Harbaugh says that he would be interested in going back to the NFL if it was for the Raiders I, I eventually he was going to come back I didn't know it would be after his best year that he's ever had at Michigan oddly enough
2: well it makes sense I, well, I guess if you're going to go pain. in the year it, it's got to be at the top of your game I mean he left the 49ers after making a Super Bowl like I don't know it's kind of kind of a weird dude true. um I'm not, like, the largest fan of Harbaugh just because of past experiences. I just – I don't know how I feel about him, but Raiders, yeah. I feel like he did something
3: similar when he was at Stanford. I feel like they had, like, a great year at Stanford. They beat Oregon their last game of the season or 2nd last game of the season. It was, like, an Oregon team that was, I think, going to go to the – at that time, the BCS – national championship game, they were like two in the country and Stanford upset them. And then two weeks later, Harbaugh was accepting the head coaching job for the 49ers. It was yeah. like very quick. So I wouldn't be surprised because he's done it before.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he's been saying he's he, wants, he wanted to come back. Then he signed, I think it was like another five or six-year extension with Michigan, which looks like it was – that extension which yeah it looks like it won't last very long. Uh he's always been a great coach. I think he's done a great job with this Michigan team as well, and I'm sure an NFL team would really like him to take the helm. The Giants have already been in the question for possibly he, him coming there, and, and I know another a couple other teams as well, especially with the Raiders. And I think we're going to see a lot more openings than we probably think in the next couple weeks uh, just with how the teams have been performing at the end of the stretch here. But if you're interested in calling in, please do. The lines are open. The phone number is 860-486-9487. That's 860-486-9487. And we do have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both at Fire Radio. That's P-H-I-R-E Radio. So please do give us a follow on the social media ways as well. Uh, we do have a ton of injuries to get through, and we have plenty of time to do. We'll be here until 7. We may take a break in between, but to start with the injuries, the Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup has unfortunately torn his ACL before their anticipated, by Cowboys fans at least, playoff run. Not exactly what you need at this time of the year for them.
2: Definitely not ideal. Luckily, that wide receiver room is really deep, but in terms of Michael Gallup, this is a contract year for him. He played really well throughout the year and was very consistent for the Cowboys, but I don't know. With a late injury and the possibility that he doesn't play for a week or two at the beginning of the season, plus looking at that wide receiver room and their pass catchers just in general with their tight ends as well, does he get brought back? I I don't know, and that's a big question, but he's a good target for teams looking for wide receiver twos.
1: Yeah, he could be on another team at the end after this year but it doesn't help them that he did tear his ACL was playing really well uh for the Cowboys throughout this entire season but moving on Brown's quarterback Baker Mayfield will go undergo torn labrum surgery it's probably best that Baker just takes a rest and kind of calls it a year they're already out of the playoff picture they've already said he's out in week 18 and they're just gonna need to regroup and figure it out because I'm not really sure what the issue is whether no, it's, it's kind of weird him or whether it's the offensive line that got destroyed by the Steelers or whether it's just how unhealthy and how much COVID they had throughout the year and the Odell situation. It just seems like every year the Browns are never set to win.
2: No, they really not. I mean, it is the Cleveland Browns. Like, we do know this. So it does still carry the name. But giving up nine sacks in your Week 17 matchup, that was a divisional matchup that if you win, you're still in playoff contention and you give up nine sacks to your already super-injured quarterback. like Very much so not a good look. and uh, To more of a degree, Baker's been thinking about this surgery now since he tore his labrum, I want to say about six weeks ago. It was this a while point. ago. He, he's been playing with it for a long period of time, and this surgery's been like it was going to happen at some point. It was more so when they were getting kicked out of the playoffs, and since they did just get kicked out of the playoffs this past week, it seems like a good option for Baker to go. But nine sacks, you really got to figure something out. Whether, like Matt said, it it was about injuries or just poor play or poor coaching, we're unaware. Or, I mean, at the end of the day, the Steelers' defensive front is one of the best, if not the best, in the entire NFL. So it's kind of hard.
1: True. That is true. Uh, this has been statistically the worst season that Baker has had in his four-year career. He had 3,010 yards, lowest out of his four years, 17 touchdowns, lowest as well by 5, 13 interceptions. Not his highest. He had 21 in 2019, but not great as well. And a finish with a uh, quarterback rating of 83.1. He was sacked now the most out of his four years there with 43 sacks. They thought yeah. they had fin- you know, figured out this offensive line. It was really good last year when it was healthy. Uh, when they went eleven and five, they only gave up twenty six sacks. But this year, they just it hasn't been good at all.
2: It, they've had guys going on and off. Like Jedrick Wills has been on and off the entire season, whether he got COVID or he was dealing with ankle injuries. Jack Conklin obviously tore his knee up three weeks ago. Now at this point on prime time and that's his two tackles right there that's your left and your right tackle and obviously those are some of your more integral positions because you can typically get away with having a weaker interior offensive line in the passing game sometimes but it's bad but they still do have Wyatt Teller they still do have Batonio Uh, they have such a great offensive line like you're going to play Madden that's one of the best offensive lines where you're looking at their overalls and they're all up there you know um, But something just didn't click. And uh, like we're saying, it's weird. They had a bad year on injuries. They had a bad year with COVID. Maybe it's just one of those times you just chalk it up to, well, we screwed up. But I think if we're pointing fingers at this team, we really need to look at that defense that was poised to have a fantastic breakout year and just did not. They played solid. They weren't one of the bottom defenses, but neither were they one of the top. And. I think earlier on in the season, I predicted them to have a high seating in the AFC playoffs and very disappointed at seeing what it came out to be. Also, I didn't really predict the Bengals being as good as the Bengals were in that one-year turnaround. But it's just tough to see a team that has so much promise on paper and with their personnel just not work out. And the good thing about this team is it is relatively young still. They have a lot of good pieces that they've just drafted within the past couple of years. But in terms of Baker – just like Michael Gallup, it's a contract year, my friend. You got to figure something out. The Browns need to figure something out now. If I I was sitting in the Browns' shoes, oh, I forget the GM's name. They have a fantastic GM though. No,
1: they fired um, John Dorsey.
2: Yeah, yeah, but they they hired uh, they hired somebody Barry. else like Barry. more recently. Andrew Barry. Yeah, if I was Barry, I, might be just be a time where you just franchise tag him. Say, you know what? I, I'll give you one more year I know you battled a lot of injuries And your team battled a lot of injuries But you really got to show up or show out And at this point like I don't know how many strings Baker's got left Now the bang, Browns Not having great draft capital Is going to affect the fact that they might not be able to draft A quarterback And Deshaun Kaiser is their backup Or Case Keenum's their backup But it's not like a great option So Baker's got some stuff to figure out Hopefully he come back healthy
1: yeah, I agree. Uh he had like they came into the year with one of the greater defenses that we thought would be on paper at least and yeah, the best offensive line as well. And they've had their best, you know, the last four years that they've had, it's been their best um with yeah. with having Baker. So I don't think they're ready to give up on him. We have to see what he's going to do next year. We know that he was dealing with injuries the entire the year this year, so we could attest to that, uh, but we'll find out in the future. Titans running back Derek Henry expected to practice today. He may or may not play on Sunday, most likely not, since they're playing the Texans and they have the 1C currently in the AFC. Uh, but, wow, he's coming back.
2: He's Yeah, back. he was at practice today. They They were taking pictures and – he looks so much bigger than everyone else that's around him still. I mean, obviously, he didn't change in size. But um, <laughs> yeah, after having foot surgery on November 1st, I believe it was. It was a while He's ago. Back.
1: It was in week eight, I think.
2: Yeah, about November 1st. The first week of November, I believe, was his surgery. And uh, it's the first week of January. Two mm-hmm. months. <laughs> Two months? With a foot, like your feet are very important, obviously, because I mean, that's how you move. But uh, they're going to probably save him. It's a win, and they clinch the one seed type situation. They're playing the Texans, who have played a little bit better the past couple weeks, admittedly, but it's still the Texans who have a very weak roster against a very good rostered uh, Titans team that I, I think might lock up that one seed. Locking up that one seed is a lot more important than I think we realize because of that Derrick Henry injury. Getting him back in a better condition in two weeks is significantly important for this team. Even True. though we did see them this week dominate with Dante Foreman, I think that's how you say his name, um, mm-hmm. Dante Foreman ran the rock like crazy against uh, – who they just play? I forget who they played. Um, they played you. He, no, the Titans. <laughs> oh, no, Titans no, the Texans
1: played, played you. I'm there. thinking about him being on the Texans. Okay, no, They the, used to be on the Texans. The Titans played the Dolphins.
2: Defense, yeah, it ran all over the Dolphins who were on this big eight game win streak. I mean, which surmounted to absolutely nothing. Um, But yeah, a healthy Derrick Henry in two weeks against a better uh, AFC opponent, like quite possibly they could be playing. uh, I don't know. They could be playing really anyone because the seating is very variable in the AFC right now. But Having him back would be yeah, significant. Yeah. And I think they should sit him, get the nice win, and uh, just take the week off, re- regroup, and get their Henry back.
1: Yeah, looking at this Texans team, it has been pretty impressive. They play fairly well on the defensive side of the ball. Davis Mills has surprisingly been one of the best rookie quarterbacks in the NFL this season. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, with all the star quarterbacks that we thought were going to perform as well. And he performed probably with the worst team out of all of them and has more wins than, uh, than at least Trevor and is tied with, uh, uh, Wilson as Mr. well, Wilson, yeah. but Mike White had one of those wins, so it, it doesn't actually add up altogether.
2: Uh, yeah, Tyrod also had those early I, wins for the Texans. True,
3: I think it might help that he's probably playing with zero expectations. That's true. Yeah. Like
1: to be a rookie
2: QB and have no expectations thrown on you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. And I watched that whole game this weekend against the, when they played the Forty ers and something that I really picked out was Justin Reed, the safety for. The he's Texas. really good. He's very good. He was good. everywhere. Yeah, I know. He was absolutely everywhere. It was at every single play, whether he was making the tackle, he was about to make the tackle. It, it was it was very impressive. This Texans team has good pieces and very, very solid defense that they put together somehow with young pieces in it that you never know. You know, they could have been Deshaun Watson away from being a seven-win, eight-win team. Um, but at the end of the day, that wasn't happening and probably – will never happen again so
1: no Uh, and immediately earlier in the year we talked about the Dolphins and how we didn't think that they wanted uh, anything to do with Tua, and then he got a little bit better. They went on this seven-game win streak over probably the bottom seven teams in the league. It was surprisingly, the way their scheduling worked out and then get smoked by the Titans. But immediately, I you know I don't know if I saw it today or yesterday, they're already in the question for getting Deshaun Watson during the offseason. So yeah. th- they never wanted to deal with Tua anyways.
2: No. I don't think they love Tua, even though he finished there, is about to finish the year with a very high pass pre- pa- uh, completion percentage. Excuse me. It's like
3: yeah, the highest in the NFL. Or and, something and like I, that. I believe
2: it is the highest in the NFL, and it's just weird. It's an odd situation. Like I mean, obviously, like Kyle Shanahan says it all the time. When we want to when we want to pick up a new player, we're going to pick up a player who's going to upgrade this team, no matter who that person is playing in front of. Now, Tua might have played great, but Deshaun Watson would probably be a better fit for that team. But truthfully, I don't think their quarterback plays what's really the issue there. I believe that their run game is really what's keeping them out of a very good situation, in the fact that their offensive line is poor, their running backs are non-existent. basically. Gaskin was a, a boop, a blip on a radar. He would have a good game here or there, maybe like three or four good games all year. But they have a significant issue running the ball and stopping the run. They're great on the secondary, and they're pretty decent from a passing perspective, but a lot of things need to change in Miami. and I I do still like Flores. I am a fan of Tua just based on this year, but there's a long way to go. Good thing they have Jalen Waddell.
1: Yeah, I think – their the running back has been the issue for them specifically when they put in da- duke johnson for one game he went off and then he was automatically their starting starting running back so that shows you already right there what they've been dealing with and i'm not a to a hater I, I i mean i hate the fact that the dolphins didn't draft herbert of course i
2: knew you were going to say that. we could we could talk about that all
1: you know all day um I'm not too a hater, but if you have the opportunity to get Deshaun Watson and he doesn't have anything on his plate, he has no legal expenses on his record, go out and get him. Like, I don't see the point in not. You have the draft capital to spend, you have a decent team that you could put around him and he does a lot on his own anyways he was with the Texans so when you have a you know semi actually pretty good defense not even semi-decent like the Dolphins have been a top top half of the league defense all year pretty much and that's what's carried them through these games but to have a franchise altering quarterback as well would be very helpful. Uh, Going to the next injury, Raiders tight end Darren Waller to return to practice today. He was dealing with a knee and a back injury, and is hopeful to play this Sunday night against the Chargers in a potential win-and-end situation for both teams. Now, I did see something that said if both teams tie, they both make the playoffs.
2: Well, that's assuming the Colts Colts lose.
1: So the Colts have to lose if If that happens? Colts lose, that
2: game ends in a tie, then the Chargers and Raiders make it. So I saw a thing, and it was from CBS, I believe, and it was like, they're going to know because the Colts play at 1 o'clock against the Jags. And obviously it's a Sunday night game and it's the last game of the regular season. So say the Colts lose, the Raiders and the uh, Chargers could have a mutually... Uh, mutual destruction where they can just knee the ball the entire game. Yeah, and both make the playoff. Why not? We could have the worst worst Sunday night football game of all time. Possible. You could have the possible worst Sunday night football. At the end of the day, it's still not going to happen because that'll never happen in the well, NFL. Well, I saw I saw something the Jags.
3: So the last like so I want to say six I don't and know 0. the exact year.
2: They're, they're six and the 0. the Colts haven't won a game in Jacksonville in yep. a long time. Basically, I. uh, I believe that's somewhere on the dock. Uh, yeah, I put it in the uh, playoffs uh, situation. But Jacksonville 6-0 and at home versus the Colts in their last six meetings.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: it's a different Jags team. And,
1: but, they, and it's
3: a different Colts team as and well. Yeah, it's a different Colts team. Yeah. yeah.
1: So on November 14th, the Colts beat the Jaguars at home 23-17. to and so the game was close there So yeah, the, the week The last week of the NFL season is Like ridiculous I want to see chaos The Patriots The Patriots I mean we'll get to the Patriots soon enough But the Patriots-Dolphins game That happens every year th- Like they can't beat them In the last week of the year
3: <laughs> No they can't Well Is it in Miami? I didn't even check yet i um,
1: trying to think That makes a I huge believe- difference yes, yes it's in Miami Yes Yeah if it's in it, Miami it is- Then it's
2: not good Yeah
1: it is in it Miami It is in Miami yeah, then yeah, that's not good for the Pats.
2: <laughs> Luckily your Pats have clinched, Eric.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I don't it doesn't really matter much what happens to us because of the tiebreakers, so.
2: Yeah. I mean you if you win and the bills lose, you get the you get the what's it, the four seed right now. But I think so. if you both lose, you lose out on that four seed.
4: You booked a sunny verbo okay. stay, shall I we'll
2: see what happens. We'll but, see. Um,
3: I'm interested in seeing if that if those if the Jags can win. What ends up happening Sunday night? I want to
2: see AFC chaos. So yeah, bad.
1: hold on. I am I am going to play the Gronkowski didn't have the angle play because that is my <laughs> favorite one of my favorites. I don't think you'll be able to hear it, but for the fans listening coming into the week 18, the Patriots are going to travel down to the Dolphins. This game doesn't really mean, mean much for them, obviously making the playoffs. But this is what happened a couple years ago. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, the legendary tight end, was playing safety, and I'm just going to let Seven Second Lion Eagle take it the rest. Tannehill will throw it, and this will end it after
5: the shovel, or will it? Miami running around, circling. Oh look out!
0: Gronkowski didn't have the ankle. <laughs> touchdown! Aho! Daniel Drake, a miracle.
1: A miracle from Iron Eagle in Miami. I don't know. That's just one of my favorite calls of all time. It's just so hilarious because it's, it's so atypical yeah, for the that, Patriots to have you know offensive player on defense who misses the tackle and loses the game.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very weird. And it's like that. Uh, that lost us the one steed, and I think that was 2018. Uh, so it didn't even end up mattering. We won in in Kansas City, but.
1: Yeah, you guys ended up going to win.
3: Yeah, Yeah. but at the time that was a huge deal because we had lost the away. If we had been on the road in the AFC Championship game like the two or three years prior, we were losing that game.
1: Right. Yeah. And then there was what year was it where Fitzpatrick like walked down the field at the end of the game and threw a touchdown?
2: It was was the year before. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was literally the year before.
1: Yeah. Oh, that is no,
2: no, no, excuse me It was the year after I apologize year after. Tom's, year after. Tom's last the year, year and-
1: oh, oh yeah, and that yeah, was Tom's right. last year That's right And that pushed him into Brock the wild card there. I think
3: yeah. yeah, and that pushed us into the wild card yep. Yes. And yep. lost to uh, Tennessee In a yes. terrible game Yeah,
1: yeah unfortunate good times all right uh let's finish out the rest of these injuries bucks running back leonard fournette likely back for the playoffs Who's dealing with a hamstring injury they could really use him after they just lost antonio brown we're going to get to antonio brown in just a minute Buccaneers head coach. So the first time, I think, in Fire Football Radio history, we have a head coach on the injury report. Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Buccaneers, is dealing with a ruptured Achilles. He may require surgery, and they said that if it does fully rupture, he has to go into surgery immediately. They have a great coaching yeah. staff, but losing your you know, your guy yeah. <laughs> at the very end of the year is kind of
2: odd. See, you know what's funny? It, 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 though you do say it might have been the first time a coach was on – the injury report, I don't think it was because throughout this whole year, we've experienced oh, coaches being co- on the COVID, COVID list. Yeah, you're right. So, But a yeah. true injury off of, out of a coach is very rare. It's not something we've seen. Um, so it's really interesting to see a coach being on the injury report uh, right now with, for a ruptured Achilles, a true NFL injury. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I don't know what ended up happening. Maybe he just, like, over time has just kept going, but I don't know. Uh, but very, yeah, I
3: don't know. It wasn't anything specific, right? No, so, like, they haven't he,
1: said like why he got a ruptured Achilles. They just said he has it and he may need surgery for it. So they have to, uh, oh. I, they're going to have to go into surgery with him. But <laughs> moving forward, Bengals quarterback. This is not an injury, but it is news for Sunday. Quarterback Joe Burrow will sit out Sunday's game against the Browns. The game doesn't really mean anything for them, and neither the Browns. So they're just going to take a rest on him. Uh, Eagles running back. I think back he
3: got to, his you say? foot stepped on. I think he got his foot stepped he did. on, ankle rolled under, something like that. Oh, yeah, okay. he
2: one of the last plays in that weird ending drive in the Chiefs game, he uh, he got rolled up on and was a little wobbly. Luckily, they still went on to kick the game-winning field goal. But, yeah, it, it's good that he sits out. Their seating, I believe, is locked. I'm pretty sure that they're locked in at the three-seed. Okay. Um, or maybe, or
1: yeah, they're the three-seed the seed.
2: right now. Yeah, they're locked yeah. in at the two-seed. Or at the three seed for sure, yeah. Because of oh no, they're not. Well, I mean, the well, Chiefs. Well, if the Bills win, and they lose. lose. Yeah, but the Chiefs also losing would keep them then in the three seed. Um, they're they're going to either be the two, three, or four seed. Most likely locked in at the three seed. Um, with a Bakerless Browns team, yeah. Even though Case Keenum is a Week Seventeen maestro, if we do add, <laughs> yeah, um, he, he's done some good things towards the end of the season. If you remember the Minneapolis miracle.
1: Oh, yeah, we could play that one as well, but I won't waste anyone's uh, ear time on that. Uh, Eagles running back Miles Sanders will likely not play this Sunday. Team hopes for him to be ready come playoff time. This has been, funny enough, one of the greatest running teams in NFL history this this season. And they're definitely. Even though lie. Miles
2: Sanders has zero rushing touchdowns. Does he really? Or zero touchdowns. He has zero touchdowns in general. Really? He he missed a great portion of the season earlier on with an injury. Um, and so they were going between Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, and the rest of their crew, and obviously they have Jalen Hurts who has put a ton of respect on his own name this season and I do Ooh. do have to absolutely give him his props there because he showed up this year with a lot of questions whether the Eagles will move on from him at the end of this season but it looks like he's probably cemented himself as the quarterback there and with three first round picks the Eagles now that they kind of don't have a question mark at the quarterback position they could make a huge splash this offseason
1: Very true. Uh, Yeah, don't get rid of him. He's playing really well. He runs the ball fantastically. He's a really tough guy. Always, uh, always on the field for the. Actually, he missed a couple games this year, but pretty much always on the field. And there's no point, the, you know. This we're not really sure about this quarterback class yet. You do have three first round picks, but if you can bolster your your team all around him, that would be even better. And we've seen quarterbacks around the league. It's very hard to get a consistent starting QB. So if anything, at least just take him into next year, as you said. Uh, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is questionable for Sunday's game against Pittsburgh. Both teams can still make the playoffs with a Colts loss and no tie in the Las Vegas. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers game as well he's been questionable for what four weeks
2: (laughs) yeah but this is this is the first week where he's like truly like possible to play Um, the last few weeks has been more of a doubtful situation with the upside of optimism but this is the first week where they're expecting it to be a true game time decision um, coming out of that Ravens camp Tyler Huntley plays pretty well um, it is it is a must-win to keep your playoff hopes alive, but at the end of the day, the Colts losing to the Jaguars isn't as likely as we'd like it to be for that situation to occur. Plus, you never know about a tie on a Sunday night football game. So.
1: Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, I mean, we only had, what, one this year with the Lions and the Steelers, I believe.
2: Lions-Steelers, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I mean... At the end of the day, that Steelers defense is looking really, really good right now at the end of this year, and I don't expect T.J. Watt to not break the sack record. So, to put that into a little bit better English, I expect T.J. Watt to break the sack record. Um, And the best part, I think, about this sack record, I know I'm going off into a weird tangent, but I I know the best part about this sack record is he's going to be able to do it in 15 games. Like, Right. All these other records, like Cooper Cup came out and said that he believes that if he is stupid. to break both of these records, that it would be stupid. Yeah. And that he should not really own those records. There should be a big asterisk next to it. I give a lot of respect to Cooper Cup on that. But TJ Watt missed two games or three games now. Or no, he'll, he'll he miss. He'll end up missing two games. Yeah. He'll end up having missed two games a season, which puts him in a 15 game season. And if he breaks that record, he would be doing it in less games than Strahan and then obviously Gastineau, Justin Houston, and uh, I believe it's Allen are also above him right now in that sack category. So if he is to break any of their numbers, which he only needs either a half sack to get to 22 or one sack to get to 22 and a half, and then obviously one and a half to break the record, he does that, he's going to get a lot of props from the NFL community for doing it in a game less than what those other legends have done so far. Those are three, four guys that, all have all will or already do have gold jackets so
1: yeah absolutely uh i've i think you know it's been a while since the uh straight hand record was put in place and eventually it was going to come down to someone beating it and we would think in a scenario where there's 17 games in a season it would be this season or seasons beyond but he hasn't even as you said he hasn't even played 17 games he's played 15 uh um, yeah so he, you know, he's been fantastic, and to beat this record in 17 games or 15 games would be outstanding. The record's been held since 2001, and what people mostly remember about the record is that Michael Strahan sacked Brett Favre to to have the record, but Brett Favre basically fell down. So I hope, yes. at least, when he does break the record, if he does, I expect him to get, I know, at least one and a half sacks on uh, on Sunday. And and if he does, I hope Lamar or whoever's playing Huntley does not just you know sit down. And I I doubt it with them. Brett Far was more likely, but yeah, yeah. that's how it I hope, is. Pretty hope it goes interesting out.
2: to note, though, that they are playing uh, one of the most. No, nah, I don't even need to say one of the most, the most mobile quarterback room that there is in the nfl so it might be a little harder if he comes away
1: if he comes away without a sack i
2: would would be i would be heavily depressed for him that'd be terrible and uh i just want to throw in there for anyone who isn't really a big twitterverse person jj watt threw out a tweet on uh during game time in the steelers game on monday night and said uh welcome, uh, he said, to his brother, congratulations on 21 and a half sacks. He said, welcome to the 20 sack club. And then he added a little anecdote with, wouldn't it be a shame if somebody has already done it twice and that person is your older brother who will never let you let that down. And so it's really, it's really really funny. I I, I love that they're dominant brothers in the NFL right there and the Wah brothers. Um, but I would love to see Little Brother get that big sack record and actually be able to say, you may have gotten 20 twice, but I'm at the top of the list at the end of the day. So,
1: Right, yes, Drahan has now held it for 22 years. I think it only makes sense in the NFL how it is today that a Watt brother owns the record now, and maybe eventually it'll get passed down to the Bosa brothers or, you know, whoever else comes after them. But, yeah, I think the Watt family deserves it, especially with what J.J.'s been through. Now for his little brother to get it instead would be pretty cool. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that—
2: and couldn't happen to a better family. I mean, obviously we know Jay, what JJ did for the Houston community after that terrible hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um it, they're both great guys. Um they're both great football players and I would love to see I'd love to see records get broken just to say I was watching for that for that occurrence. So I'd love to see it happen.
1: Very true. One final injury uh, it's kind of a group injury here, but the 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan says that the call for whoever starts at quarterback on Sunday against the Rams will be a game-time decision. Obviously, we're waiting on Jimmy Garoppolo with his thumb, uh, but they're keeping some competitive edge there in San Francisco. Luigi, any extra opinions or thoughts?
2: Uh, it's just so funny because they did the same thing for the draft. They did the same thing last week. They hate telling people what they're going to do. It's smart. It's um, nothing wrong and, with it. And another part to that quote from shanahan was that he said whether it's jimmy whether it's trey uh trey or whether it's nate sudfield our third string quarterback he he threw out the name too to just he was like i'm erasing any possible possibility that people think that they know what's going to happen on sunday we may all be
1: we may all be dead tomorrow who knows you know that kind of of
2: in true kyle shanahan fashion yeah
1: yeah all right but that rounds out the injuries five coming up on 546 here at the store studio WHS stores 91.7 call number is 860-486-9487 that's 860-486-9487 so if you have an interest in calling in talking about your favorite team asking a question please do phone lines are open we'll get into our topics of talk we have about an hour and 15 minutes remain zach schmola should be hopping on soon enough but let's get into some interesting things You know, 2022, we thought that it would be a little bit better. So far, it's January 5th. January 2nd was a mess, starting with the the big day of the mess. Antonio Brown, wide receiver Antonio Brown of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, stormed off the field in the middle of the third quarter against the New York Jets while the offense was on the field. Apparently was arguing with the coaching staff about a potential injury he had. Bruce Arians wanted him to go back in the game. He said, no, I do not want to go back in the game. They said, okay, then you can leave. And he said, all right, I'm going to leave in the middle of the game. Took off his. (laughs) Took off his. (laughs) His. All right, you just messed me up. I was on my train of thought. (laughs) Welcome, Zachary Smola.
0: It's
1: a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a a pleasure to be here.
5: I can hear you, yeah.
1: I can <laughs> hear you. Good. You're on the air. Pleasure. It's oh, good.
5: God. Hello, right. everybody. Well, good to w- be on the air.
1: <laughs> I was talking about Antonio Brown. The Bucs <laughs> head coach, Bruce Arians, claims that Brown is no longer part of the team, although he has not officially been placed on the waiver wire. This was the most absurd video sequence I have ever seen in my however long I've been able to watch the football or and the NFL. And Bruce Arians said the same.
2: It's just absolutely wild. He created a whole new album cover after storming <laughs> off that field where he's jumping around, <laughs> hands in the air, throwing clothes left and right at people like he's a rock star. I... And, you, you know, know the saddest suing. the saddest part, yeah, he's also suing the team. It's <laughs> yeah, a whole big f- <laughs> frick up. The saddest part was that he had multiple teammates. Multiple, including star wide receiver, Mike Evans, coming up to him and say, don't leave, please do not leave. Like we need you on this team. We need you on this field. Like Tom needs you. He can't be here because he's trying to run the offense uh, 20 yards to your left, but um, you need to stay on this field. You need to stay a part of this team and you you can't be pulling these shenanigans left and right. Like you're not going to keep getting away with it. At some point, the NFL is really going to be tired of your shit.
1: He, uh, he, <laughs> he's, he's done so many things in the NFL, and I saw one uh, either tweet or Instagram post that said, I think the greatest coaching achievement of all time was that Mike Tomlin was able to keep him for nine years in, in, in uh, Pittsburgh and really have not much come of it until the very end, which is very true because they had yeah. issues. They had issues, and he had issues with the Raiders. He had issues with the Patriots. He... Mm-hmm was good last year he didn't really have any problems won a Super Bowl then this year had all these COVID issues they weren't sure if he was coming to the team back to the team and he came back and now this has happened in the middle of the Jets game and and now their de- their offense is somewhat depleted they you know Chris Godwin tears his ACL
2: comparatively to other offenses because I mean they have all that firepower that they started with but yeah the, no they, Godwin. They have no, no Godwin now. Antonio they have no Antonio Brown's Brown. a question.
1: Like Gronk has four broken ribs. This team is not Gronk always us. has
3: four broken yeah, he ribs. He does yeah. always have. Or, I think he's or, just or, walking around with that minute or a concussion. <laughs> or just and, Kurt Schilling of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. yeah,
1: just blood in his ankle at all times.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was crazy. It was like you saw on Twitter because I think we were watching Red Zone. So it was like you saw on Twitter like. Antonio Brown just walk off the field. And then the video comes up on Twitter. And then it's him leaving the stadium. And then the Uber driver picked
2: him up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he appears in an NBA game hours yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on?
1: <laughs> well, I, I also saw something, like, obviously, the the Internet is amazing when something happens in the NFL because they just eat yeah. it up and they spit it out with a million memes. And somebody was like, this is literally – they always said that this would never be the WWE – but it is the WWE These dudes are leaving the arena Or the game In the middle of it And getting an Uber out Like it's Like it's It's Hollywood scripted It makes No sense You know Better scripts than Hollywood It's crazy
3: Yeah and it's funny Because remember Like last week I remember I said I was We were Talking about whether or not Derrick Henry Was going to have a chance to play And it was like Maybe because of incentives He would want to Antonio Brown, most of his contract, from what I read, was incentivized, and he needed this week and this upcoming week to be able to do those records or whatever he needed, and Mm -hmm. gone.
2: Weird. Yeah, his contract's heavily based on the amount of receptions, receiving yards, touchdowns, games won, making the playoffs type thing, just like Jameis's was when he signed with the Saints. I don't know. I, this guy's a fool. He's such a fool. The saddest part is that he's he was so one of the talented. greatest receivers he's so of good. our entire generation. He still is good. He was making Jets wide the, receiver DBs the look route. silly.
1: Yeah, the route that his, he had before he stepped play, off the field.
2: Before he steps off the field, before he steps off the field, he makes that DB look so silly. Then he walks off the field, and five minutes later, he's out of the stadium. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. Did you know. hear
5: Chris Carson's comment that he made? No. no, I did not. I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember precisely what he said. But Chris Carson um, made a point that he doesn't know Antonio Brown that well, but he knows people who know Antonio Brown very well. And the consensus amongst those individuals is that he has a serious issue. And not only does he have a serious issue, the friends of Antonio Brown noticed a personality shift following the famous hit by Vantes Perfect years ago.
1: Yeah. I believe it. I did see oh, that. Wow. I, didn't, I, I, wow. I was actually, yeah, I I didn't was was like actually texting wrong. Nate. So Nate Motto texted me, and he said, he asked me what my opinions were on AB. It was on Sunday he texted me. Let me bring up the text because it was, uh, I didn't even think about it up until, yeah, it's the same thing that Zach's talking about. I said, yeah, crazy stuff. His career, um, you know, has been kind of crazy the last couple of years. And he says, I think this traces all the way back to the hit that Vontaze or Vontaze Perfect had on him. Seems like it's been a lot downhill since then, some underlying brain damage or mental health stuff for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, was an so. incredible point.
2: Yeah, Mr. Motto with a really great analysis there. Yeah. Much yeah. respect.
3: Brady said Uh, something in his post-game press conference just saying, like, we need to worry about him. Like, we just need to rally around Antonio Brown because he seemed very worried about him. And Brady, I think more so than anyone else in that locker room, cared about Antonio Brown. He was the one who wanted him in New England and wanted him out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow, I I didn't even think about that. Uh, That's kind of mind-boggling that you bring that up. That, like, makes so, so much sense. And you know what? I mean... We're gonna find that eventually. It's scary. When, when someone, like in twenty, thirty years, whenever he unfortunately passes away, when someone's di- dissecting his brain, they they will find those answers.
1: Well, on you know, on the darker side of things, unfortunately, it could be a lot closer than twenty, thirty years down the line. I mean, Vic- Vincent Jackson, uh, he committed suicide, I believe. Uh, what like a year or two ago, and he was oh, this,
2: this past year. Yeah. This past
1: year, and he wasn't even forty yet. And they did the whole brain scan, and he had bad CTE, stage two
2: CTE, and it, only three stages.
1: It may not even be just going back to the Vontez perfect hit. This dude has to have had a ridiculous amount of concussions throughout his career.
2: Well, as has every as has everyone,
1: and it affects yeah. each, uh, each one differently. But he seems like he's getting the worst of it soon enough.
5: I mean, wow. he came into the league really at the end of the free hit era, where you could run across the middle of the field and get your clock. Yeah, clock clean. That's a better That's bell better way rung. To bell rung. I like that one too. <laughs> you, know, you can't do that anymore. But man, I mean, he was probably the last generation to be a veteran and see it change as much as it has. Obviously, it's been a constant theme, but you could, you could hit guys like that 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's The league has been changing. I think it's changing for the better in terms of safety, but it's still, it, it is, you know, it, it is physical football. You're hitting each other, and sometimes you are hitting heads together. And it's just going to come out more and more as the technology and science gets behind it that CTE is just affecting a lot of these players. Hopefully that's not exactly what he's dealing with at the moment, but we don't know yet.
5: Well, it was interesting. I think that was why, well, obviously it was, inter- it was interesting for everybody. But when Luke Keekley retired as early as it was, um, we may look back on that years from now as kind of a pioneering move because that was such an early exit for is such it- a talented player. I mean he could have had a career like Bobby Wagner's had where he's just sat at the top of the league forever and just always considered one of the best linebackers no matter how old he is, but he's he's older now. I mean he's just remained but he
2: didn't. He, he's yeah. He chose I mean, health. In terms of Bobby Wagner, he's still the, he's the tackles leader. In well, the Luigi, NFL right
1: who right is now. the exactly. who is the 49ers yeah. linebacker that only played like 3 years? Was it Patrick I Borland? His name
2: yeah, Patrick Borland. That was That's what I was going to say. And I knew his last name. I couldn't think of his first. But, Zach, you're absolutely right. When Luke Keekley did that, few, few, it wasn't too many, followed behind Luke Keekley's steps and mm. agreed and just dipped some, some a- very good athletes and very good football players like Patrick Borland, who had a great great season before he retired, and a lot of people thought he would be the next great 49ers linebacker after uh, Willis and Bowman, but it, it, it's definitely a notable thing. I mean, we've seen the movie Concussion Will Smith. All these things coming out, people are significantly worried about the brain injuries that this sport causes, and yeah, I do worry about it too. As someone who played football for a long time, who's had concussions due to football, It's not ideal, but I mean, it's the love of the game that keeps you going and the love of the game that keeps you from thinking about those things. But at the end of the day, when they're getting to be so effective on you and and they cause so many problems to your personal self, your life, your personality, anything, your way of life, way of living, it's much more important to step back and say, you know what? This game is something I love, but this game is not something I can keep doing if I want to stay alive for a long period of time.
5: And it's not like they're going to not be set. I mean, most people their whole lives won't see a million dollars. but The amount of money that Luke I'm sure on his second contract was near 10 if it wasn't over 10. So, I mean, he's probably thinking to himself, I'm a pretty responsible guy. Like, I can take care of this money, and this will last my family the rest of my life.
2: Yeah. And yeah I
5: don't have to worry about not remembering them later on, you know,
1: yeah, I think we're seeing it more and more, and I think it's hitting probably closer to home, maybe just in the way that we think about it now because of all the recent players who unfortunately have either passed away or come up after their death with with c t e And I think it changed a lot of perspectives. I remember thinking back to, I said specifically, the Patrick Borland case because he was so good in his second or third year with the 49ers, and they had Patrick Willis, him, and Navarro Bowman all together at once on the field, which was incredible to watch. And NFL, we get so attached to these types of... uh, players, types of defenses, types of offenses where I was actually very upset when he retired and really didn't understand it but now as we have more information there's more science behind it and it's happening to many more players that we've grown up watching it makes complete sense, him, Andrew Luck um, as you said, Luke Keekly as well Like we don't really know the reasons behind Andrew Luck retiring, we think it's because he got sacked a million times in Indianapolis (laughs) and you know, so it's it it's, it and he can he couldn't do it anymore and maybe if he was behind a real offensive line he wouldn't have retired.
2: Yeah, and so. I mean, don't forget these guys. For the most part, you're you're not stepping onto an NFL field, and that's the first time you're playing. Right, football. you've been playing your whole life. For some guys, that does happen, but for your whole life, like I mean, I told you, I played football from the fourth grade till through twelfth grade as a senior in high school, and I suffered two concussions. I know I have friends who did the same and had many more concussions than I have. You're not escaping youth high school and college football without a concussion or two. And then we going all on have
5: a mutual it. friend who can't play sports anymore. Yeah. Because oh, of course. He's staying four. Is that the number? Yeah, I, I think I, I, I believe I it was four. I think I don't don't
1: know
2: it's know four number. now. And I have four myself. Yeah, Eric's got a couple on him.
5: All of high school he wasn't able to play any yeah. contact sports. He's a competitive competitive kid and he can't he can't do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, health comes first at the end of the day. Everybody's got to prioritize the health, and I'm very happy that we're seeing professionals prioritizing their health, but it's going to come to affect a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I agree, and we'll find out. You know, what continues down the line that may be underlying and not as forefront as we may think right now with the Antonio Brown situation, at least. Nonetheless, it wasn't called for. It was crazy. We have never seen anything like it, Uh, but now we have. So, but moving forward, we can kind of lump these next two conversations together. But the future of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in Green Bay does the Super Bowl win ease the conflict? Aaron Rodgers is favorited right now to go back to back on MVPs is having some of the greatest seasons he's ever had in his career. I said at the beginning of the year that I didn't think I thought that they could repair the relationship. It sounds like they have, but I don't know if it makes still makes that they both stay there. And they without a Super Bowl win, I don't know if I can say that either.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, we, Rogers and Lafleur have both come out in the past couple weeks saying that the that the relationship has been heavily repaired through the season and through just playing football. And obviously more towards the, the Devante and uh, Rogers concept is these two guys like have such a good, like bromance on and off the field. Like I don't know if I see them splitting up and I don't know if I see them leaving green Bay. Obviously Devonte Adams is probably the top target on the, uh, on the free agency wire at the end of this season because he will be an Easy. unrestricted free agent. Um, and then Rodgers still is on contract with the Green Bay Packers but could waive himself and be a restricted free agent and eventually be able to kind of see what happens and play the market. But it's more likely that he gets traded if he's leaving the Packers. Yeah. Or there's also that third option. He wins an MVP. He wins a Super Bowl. He says, you know what, I have four MVPs. I have two Super Bowl wins. I have plenty of wins under my belt, plenty of records. I think I've proven myself as a football player. I think I'm just going to step away from football.
1: He could, unfortunately, say say that. Uh, I hope not. He, I did see. I mean, some, for the game, I hope. Not. Yeah, no. Some, right. Well, somebody asked him whether that was in the question. He said, yeah, it's definitely on the table. I mean, it was on the table during the summer where he was Mm -hmm. doing Jeopardy and he was not he didn't have really no interest in coming back to the Green Bay Packers. Then obviously it all got repaired. Uh, I think for his sake if he does go somewhere else, I mean, he would have to not win this year. And I I think still even if he doesn't win this year where else are you really going to go where you have the best, you know, the offense that he has in Green Bay. And I saw someone say that the Steelers would be a great option i'm sure i'm sure they would but he was saying it for the defensive side of the ball because green bay hasn't had a great defense yeah. but at the same time i don't really think that matters as much to him
5: he's not going to enjoy himself as much anywhere else it's there's no you could have 3 good receivers nothing compares to having one guy that is always open Mm-hmm. That you can always go to,
2: and there was a. I saw a great video today of a breakdown. Rodgers walking himself through a play in the red zone this past week. He he said that he literally looked at Devontae Adams. He was supposed to. Devontae Adams was supposed to run, uh, uh, uh or in an up route. I don't know what to call it specifically, but and the route was just not possible with the coverage that they were being played against. And so he literally made eye contact with Devontae Adams, said zero words, and they ended up scoring a touchdown because they knew that connection that they had just meant they knew where each other was going to be with the ball. You're dropped, not going to get that.
1: He drops dimes. He's he's still so good.
2: You're not going to get that with any other quarterback, and you're not going to get that with any other receiver. And I truly, truly believe in my heart of hearts that both of them will be in Green Bay at the end of this offseason. I agree.
1: Yeah, I
3: think yeah, so I think too. So. Go ahead, Eric. Did you see the video? You see the video of Devontae Adams on the against the Browns I think the week before I just saw it though he was mic'd up and he uh, makes a catch on it makes like a deep catch on a guy goes uh, you're a great player bro and then the guy yeah. on the next yeah, yeah. play goes to him Denzel Ward yeah yeah Denzel Ward he goes he goes don't say that to me you just made a you just made a catch on me he goes oh, I do that to everybody though yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. that's <laughs> true so, that's awesome I mean yeah oh, that's man. awesome They're
1: the yeah, two of no, them together are just amazing
3: they are, and the the fact that they've been able to do it for a few years now is crazy because, like, Brady had Moss for, like, they had one good season, realistically. His 2009 MVP
2: season was good, too, but really it was one season, and he's done this for how many
3: years with Devontae
2: Adams? At least three where they've been the top duo in the league. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry, it's it's, it would be yeah. hard to step away from, especially being in Green Bay his whole career with the fan base – you know everything It's I don't see him not being a Packer and maybe he will not be a Packer if they make like a divisional round exit or maybe even conference championship exit I think at this point they've been so good for so long he's got to make a Super Bowl to make it work there but I think he'll still be there as well at the end of the year uh, MVP race he is the clear favorite Sixty eight point six percent completion percentage, three thousand nine hundred or three thousand nine hundred and seventy seven yards, thirty-five touchdowns, four interceptions, and a one eleven point one rating. And he also, along with TJ Watt, actually he's played one more game than TJ Watt, but only played fifteen games this season, missed the Chiefs games due to COVID. Chicago writer, has everyone seen so far, who votes on the MVP voting for whatever reason, this guy is one of the 50 voters on the MVP said, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team the way he did and be the most valuable player. Roger said he's a bum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I Actually, it's funny we were talking about this because I literally watched uh, Roger's response video like 10 minutes before we hopped on air and rogers goes into a little bit more than calling him a bum and what rogers said was that this guy is out to get him because he's not vaccinated (laughs) and that rogers believed the only reason this guy doesn't want to vote for him is because this guy wants to add an extra letter to the mvp and make it the most valuable vaccinated player (laughs) and um I'm just really going to leave it at that. Like, we know Aaron Rodgers. We know the state of the world right now. And it's just interesting.
1: Very interesting. Very
2: interesting.
1: And to have that play, possibly play into the MVP voting for the NFL is pretty stupid. Uh, I, I hope I hope that's not the true reason, but we never know, as we always do. Uh, other players within the MVP race but most likely we're reaching the last week so Rodgers is pretty much a lock for the MVP but Tom Brady had a fantastic season he's plus 500 in the voting right now a young 44 years old over there in Tampa 66.8% completion percentage He's gonna reach over five thousand yards, forty touchdowns currently, and twelve interception. He has thrown the most times he has ever thrown in a season in his twenty two year career currently with six hundred and eighty two attempts. So by next week, he will have probably over seven hundred attempts just this season.
2: Wow. Wow, man.
1: He's incredible.
2: He's yes. un- he's unbeatable. Yes. He's insane. He, he really makes no sense, honestly. And every
1: year we say, oh, if he if he somehow takes them through the playoffs, like this will be the greatest year he's ever had. And we said it last year because they won seven games at the end of the year and they were a wild card team. We are saying it right now because they have Antonio Brown's out, uh, Godwin's done, Gronk's hurt, their head coach Fournette. might have a torn Achilles, Fournette's not back yet. And we say it every year. And maybe this year he doesn't do it in the playoffs, but
2: we never like he's going right back to where he was. Yeah, I can't even say that I don't see the Bucks making a run because they easily could. I mean, they have the same exact team that made the run last year, minus a few due to injury. But uh, it's uh, he's, he's got to retire at he's some it. point, right? He's inevitable. Like at some point, he is inevitable. you yeah, of right. course. At some at point, some point he's got to retire.
3: I want but, to know how long it's going to take for Giselle to be like, nah, you're done. Because yeah. like, she's been – it's been like almost He said He six, said in Man in the years. Arena
2: that he, he it's getting a little hard for him to keep playing mm. with his kids growing up.
5: Yeah, but he articulated something recently that I feel like we've all been thinking, but I, I personally haven't had the words to express it when he said that if he retired, especially now with the way that he's playing, he would be sitting at home thinking to himself, like, man, these guys suck. <laughs> like, yeah. like, there's no way that if he retired this year or next year that he couldn't be a top 10 quarterback yeah. in no, the league. clearly he's and he knows an
2: MVP race right now. He knows it. Yeah, for, no.
5: It's <laughs> not like he's the legend and he's a good guy in the locker room, but maybe he's, like, the 35th best guy in the league. Like, he's – Kind of like that. Probably a top three quarterback yeah. in the league right now, and he's old. He's really so old. So old, and he's the legend, and he's the guy in the locker room, and he's the wise guy who can read a defense like it's nothing because he's seen it a
3: thousand times. Yeah, he. I mean, he's always said the the, the exact quote from him is, "When I suck, I'll retire." Yeah, and I don't see that he happening anytime soon He doesn't suck. Yeah, he's, he's good. Not he doesn't suck. He's great. No, that's really not happening next. Year. Year. It's such yeah.
5: a unique thing. No. It, is, it, it really happens real. every year where teams will, will shift around to try and get a veteran quarterback. And you always know, like, every, it's always in the media, like, oh, like are they going to win now? Like, look who they got. But you know, like, they're not going to be as good. But with him, it's completely different. Like, people said it about the Bucks, and some people bought into it, but it's just not true. It doesn't matter how old he gets. If a team lands him, which I don't know if he'll leave Tampa Bay ever, that's a whole other conversation, but – you're getting the same result as if you signed a thirty year old.
1: He's
2: more yeah. athletic Honestly, he's, now.
1: He's getting he is, getting sure. a
2: better result than any thirty year old in the league. He threw There are maybe like four or five quarterbacks that you would take above him right now.
1: Yeah. He's gonna throw for five thousand yards. He's almost forty five. Yeah. No one else is doing
2: this. And so he's no still one, doing it. No one it. will ever do it. Like he, he's, no one will ever do is it. Is he
1: going for 100,000 passing yards? Is he going for 800 touchdowns? Like, What is this dude going? Is he going for 12 Super Bowls? He already has seven. I don't know if he's going for anything anymore. I think,
5: he's, no, I think he knows really, that he's better. He's just playing everybody.
2: like he's a normal 30-year-old dude who's got plenty of time left in his career. He's just doing it as if he's been doing it forever, which he has been, and he's pretending like he's still 12, which he can do because he's in the best shape of his life.
5: I bet it's yeah. the avocado ice cream.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just finished that uh The
3: Wickersham book. Oh, yeah. Eric. How it's... was it? Oh, so good. And th- the, main, the main thing you really get from it about Brady <sighs> is that he doesn't care about, like, he cares about winning, obviously, but he doesn't care about his legacy. He literally just, like, wakes up every day and is like, if I work today, I'm better today than I was yesterday. And he's gone through that type of process since he was our age, basically younger, like
0: Mm
3: -hmm. imagine every single day. Like that's such a hard thing to do, to be like, I want to improve today. And I know if I did something, I'm going to feel like I improved. And he does that every single
2: day. I forget what I was watching, but somebody who's close to Michael Jordan, said the same thing the re- the reason that jordan was so good was not because he was competing with other people it wasn't because he was competing to be the top at certain categories it was because he was competing with himself every day when he'd wake up i yeah. think that's a beautiful and that, sentiment and you see that in jordan you see that in lebron you see that in brady you see that in all of the greatest of all time type dudes tiger woods even. mccorkle jones <laughs> I found that? out that
5: McCorkle is actually his middle name. By the way,
1: what's his first name? It's not Matt.
5: It's not McCorkle. So you
1: found out what his middle name was, but you did not find out what his first name was. It's Michael. <laughs> Michael, Michael. Michael McCorkle Jones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's Michael
5: McCorkle Jones. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, and yeah, Belichick somehow has found a similar repeat version of what he had 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, crazy stuff. Um, and then continuing, just rounding out. These are not very likely, especially since there's one week left. But rounding out the MVP race, the third best quarterback in the league currently at plus a thousand odds is Joe Burrow. Has the highest completion percentage in the NFL. It was Tua before this week. Now it's Joe Burrow at 70%, seventy percent, seventy point four percent completion percentage. 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions has completely revitalized this Bengals team out in Cincinnati. They're back in the playoffs, uh, and they've had they have like one playoff win since 1995 or something like that. So we'll see if he can. Man, uh, do I love them.
5: myself some Joe Burrow. He's amazing. You know, he's the kind of guy that goes out there and he just lets his play do the talking. He's going to
2: skin you alive, and he's not going to say anything about it. Scary enough, many writers have claimed that this is exactly what Tom Brady looked like at his age, so <laughs> shit all I gotta say is worse he's got worse around him. We he's are got so screwed.
5: and he's got some people stepping up on defense. How about trey Hendrick? I'm gonna botch his last name. It's an easy last name, but I Hendrickson Hendrickson. thank you very yep. much <laughs> um, most quarterback pressures, top three quarterback pressures. Top three. Top three Max quarterback Conte's pressures one. in the league. I was very skeptical. They gave him a lot of money from the Cowboys, oh. I believe. Saints. From the Saints, thank Who you Who are you much.
1: talking about? Trey Henderson. Henderson. Ah, DM from okay. The Dangles. defensive
5: end for the Bengals. They gave him 10-plus per year, and I was extraordinarily skeptical. I knew he was young and talented. Oh, boy, oh, boy, has he proved me wrong. Mm-hmm.
2: He's been really very good football player. He's had a great year. He's missed some games, but he's had a fantastic year. And you got guys like Von Bell stepping up to in that secondary, yes. making things a lot easier for Joe. I mean, Burrow he to made an, an enormous play and, against the Tyreek. Yeah, I, I just it, it's in it's very insane that Jamar Chase had more receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards, because that not only shows you how good. the Bengals offense was but it shows you how good the Bengals defense was also playing so uh, the duality of that and the funniest part is we said it I said it coming into the year and everyone else said it the Bengals are looking very good for the future what future. about
1: the present well futures now this is the, the future The futures now
2: it's today um, they're really good they're going to be a top four seed in the AFC and they're going to be able to do some real damage
1: yeah, not only Eric do they have studs, they have yo- the youngest studs in the entire league mostly with yeah. burrow got 4600 yards. Mixon at 25 years old, they're running back almost has 300 carries and 1200 yards. Also has 42 catches and 300 yards in totally a 16 touchdowns second in rushing in the league. T. Higgins is 22 years old. He has 74 catches, 1,091 yards, and six touchdowns. And the rookie of the year looking like, Jamar Chase, is 21. He's our age. 21 years old, 79 receptions, 1,400 yards, and 13 touchdowns. I cannot emphasize enough how ridiculous it is that he has 1,400 yards with under 80 catches. And this is Chris. the f- first team in NFL history to have a 4,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and two 1,000-yard wide receivers all under the age of 25.
2: Chris Carter, who played with rookie Randy Moss, said that Jamar Chase was the greatest rookie wide receiver he's ever seen. And he was playing with Randy Moss. Yeah. Insane. And, of course, what's a good game without
5: some controversy is the league's most important presence took to Twitter to reprimand the referees. About the Bengals Chiefs game, I speak, of course, about Patrick Mahomes' wife, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who said that the team got frauded by the referees, but forgot, left out the part where a rookie receiver went two sixty six <laughs> for three touchdowns um, and had more more
1: Chiefs more passing yards than her husband. Than her
5: <laughs> beloved husband, yes, of yeah. course. But it was the quote soft officiating. Of course, of course, yes. <laughs> no, the <So> thing was <laughs> officiating was the deal. Of course,
3: the thing I love about having the young guys is it's also crazy to me that somehow <laughs> if you told me, like a call, like three years ago, not even that a team would have Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase on a team, I would be like, what happened to the other teams in the NFL? Did they not draft yeah. them? Like right. yeah. these guys were all that's studs in college, too. Like they were all part. great college players. And I feel like yeah. you don't see that as much where you see multiple star college guys at around the same era on the same team. Like that never happens.
2: Yeah. I mean T Higgins and um, Jamar Chase played against each other in a national championship. Oh, oh, wait, Joe Burrow was the quarterback for one of those teams. <laughs> yeah. And Joe yeah. Mixon was already rushing for 1,000 yards in the NFL at that point. So I just don't get it. The Bengals, Zach Taylor walked into pure luck and is mm. making this team look even better because even with this coaching staff, as many analysts have said, full of nobodies is making the n f l kind of look silly right now mm-hmm. because they just dominated who was the favorite for the Super Bowl in a game
5: yeah i love I love this team, and I don't know if they'll make it all the way, but I think that they're dark hearts for it. I think they have a good shot, and I wish them the best yeah
1: yeah i I agree, oh, I agree, and um One second here. I actually just hopped out of the call. I apologize. I hopped out of the call real quick by accident (laughs) when I was clicking through tabs. But um, it's crazy because you look at college now and we always wonder what the RBU is or the like W R U wide receiver U or linebacker U. Clearly LSU is the wide receiver you since they set the record uh for most receiving yards by a rookie last year with Justin Jefferson. Then Jamar Chase comes in, sets it this year. Odell is fifth in the in the rankings with thirteen hundred and five yards in twenty fourteen. It's crazy. They they are they just push out receivers like it's not that like Jarvis Landry went there They've Terrence been fantastic.
2: Marshall, a rookie who mm-hmm. played for the Panthers is hurt, but played well when he was playing earlier this year.
1: Yes, they've been really good, and it's just yeah, crazy to that. think that that's the team.
2: That LSU team is insane.
3: It's still just crazy looking back yes. on it. It really is.
1: And it's not like they're and making coach their o impact vanished. later. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to come to UConn. He was supposed to coach. He o did us one instead. more year,
5: and then <laughs> poof. I don't believe. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's insane. He's never
5: gonna have a team like that again. Why not? No one's ever gonna no. have a team
3: like that ever yeah. again. No, but props it's to him project. by not messing it up.
5: Like yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Instead of asking. laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. I mean Odell was handing out wads of cash at the national championship game. So clearly they had they had ano- anonymous, anonymous, boosters. anonymous boosters. Anonymous yeah. boosters, not Odell just on yeah, the field. Yeah, we found the booster. Yeah. He's a flash out in the locker room. We don't pay Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. We don't pay them, but Odell oh, can go out the and the field and smack Here's a video like, of
2: us paying him. <laughs> oh Justin Jefferson, you're officially not a collegiate athlete anymore after you Joe. Played your last game. Here's 10k. Boom. Yeah. Here's all of the money that you wanted.
1: Uh, you still haven't graduated college. Here's money. <laughs> uh,
3: it's yeah, to then- Take
2: your shoes. I'm going to sell them, and then I'm going to give you all of the money.
3: Oh. Yeah, and it's so funny. Also with Jamar Chase that. He must have said in the beginning of the year that he couldn't catch the ball because of the stripes. It's like a joke. And people took
1: that to- seriously. Oh, yeah. he pranked so that was everyone. crazy. They're he like, oh, he's, really he's the next bust. He can't see the football.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can see the football. <laughs> well, when fun. they
1: were saying they couldn't <laughs> see the football, that was the most hilarious thing. So stupid. Uh, I
2: think it's hilarious that people think that they should have drafted Panay Because yeah, yeah. imagine if they did, they would not be in the playoffs. At right? Ryan Loisel.
1: No kid from my hometown who I'm close friends with, uh, we had we said before the year he wanted them to take Sewell. He said, look at what happened with the injury to Joe Burrow. They need to shore up the offensive line and prevent this from happening again. I said, no, they need the connection that Joe Burrow wants. If, if your quarterback is saying don't draft the All-American tackle and give me the guy who I had in college as my wide receiver instead and we're going to be better and I don't care about the offensive line... And now they're ten and six and they just won the AFC North in their first year with them. Then get out of here. Listen to
3: the Joe quarterback, Burrow already man.
2: runs Cincinnati, man. He's gonna run that organization for the next He's Joey years, franchise. Yeah. Joey
3: franchise. Like Zach
2: Taylor is not I'll in keep control Jay's of franchise. that team. Neither is their GM, whoever that may be. It is Joe Burrow's team.
1: <laughs> it is now. Especially since he's given great advice so far. Maybe maybe if Aaron Rodgers had this advice. They they would have started a lot a okay. lot earlier.
2: Maybe if he had yeah. the ability to put input in. Yes, because exactly. Because he's always made the advice but never gotten the input out or the output from his input. So. I'm going to
5: throw up when I see what this contract looks like whenever <laughs> Joe Burrow's ready. Oh, yeah.
1: Joey Franchise, it has to be the
2: well, highest. Well, this off season, you're about to see a fat one with Lamar. Like a <laughs> very, very fat one.
5: Yeah, but I don't know if – I don't think they're going to pay him more than
2: Mahomes – no, they won't. No, no. I don't know if Burrow Joe will even makes more money than Mahomes. They may pay. I mean, if it, it, don't pay, forget, pay, Mahomes' second year that he was starting, he won the MVP. His third year that he was starting, he won a Super Bowl. Right, and, and Burrow's got to do that to get fifty million a year. Yeah, true. true. As much as Burrow's thrown for four thousand yards, he's brought this team already to the playoffs. He is nowhere near where Patrick Mahomes was this early in Mahomes' career
1: true but Mahomes also sat out a year Mahomes did not play in his first year Burrow played last year I mean Burrow basically in
2: the same thing right
1: yeah right but he didn't sit behind anyone healthy otherwise and they knew that this was his team and now he's already third in the MVP voting and had, had had already Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers retired then yeah he'd be in that Mahomes area conversation so I I think I I wouldn't you know cancel it out that that contract isn't going to happen anymore because if anyone I think it could definitely be him
2: and and I do agree to a certain extent although we've already seen Mahomes 50 million a year get cut down so I I think other teams in the NFL are going to realize it's stupid to pay anyone 50 million a year because at the end of the day this is a team sport and no single player could win you games so I just don't think anyone's ever going to make that much money until the new cap space is set well, it's right. going
1: to be this year, so I'm interested to see how the free agency goes in terms of paying.
2: Lamar's going to get a boatload of
1: money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
5: A- well, you know, he deserves it. Even if he's not the oh, top-five yeah. quarterback in the league, he is the offense running he's game. Their offense, the he's their offense. He's already
2: won an MVP, and he he's brought them to the playoffs every year except this year where he's had a reoccurring injury for the last mm. five weeks.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's going to get the bag.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah, until you prove that this team is
1: anything without him, Pay up.
2: Right. And clearly it's not because they've been dropping games left and right. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. So, and then just to round out the MVP race, not very close, but great seasons uh, in non quarterbacks. Jonathan Taylor, of course, at plus 1,600 and then Cooper Cup at plus 200. Uh, offensive player of the year should be very interesting. I'm assuming yeah. it won't be a quarterback. Like, I'm hoping they don't <laughs> give Rodgers the MVP and then Brady the offensive player of the year. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I'm I gonna
5: feel bad for whichever one of these. I don't think it's gonna be. Well, actually, I, I think say it'll that. be it Taylor. Be
1: but... Yeah, but well, I think...
5: I'm gonna feel bad
2: for Cup, and if it's Cup, I'm gonna feel bad for Taylor. See, but you know what's funny? You know what's really funny is two years ago, the offense player of the year race was a running back and a wide receiver. Christian McCaffrey ran for over a thousand yards and received for over a thousand yards. And Michael Thomas broke the receiving yard uh, receptions record. If Cooper Cup goes and breaks both of these records, he should one hundred and fifty trillion percent win that offensive player of the year over Jonathan Taylor. Or no matter if Jonathan Taylor rushes for a thousand yards tomorrow or on did, Sunday. Did you mention Matt how close Cup is to both?
1: No, yeah, yeah I was about to say he needs seven catches to tie. Uh, and eight catches to break the record, which is 100% possible. And then he needs 135 yards to break Calvin Johnson's receiving yards record at uh, 1,964.
2: Which, now I, if you're going to get 135, you'd probably need at least seven anyway. Right. Yeah. And uh, as much as I want Cooper Cup to break the record, they're playing the 49ers this week, so I hope he doesn't break any records. <laughs> <So> that <laughs> that spoil, spoil little thing over there. Well, yeah. I mean, we can't lose. It's like, we're not allowed to lose. So, yeah, this is a
1: must-win. Are we going through that, well, that yeah. again?
2: And
5: the, I I the Do that again, yes, but the the luckily there is the a lot Cowboys. less, less, less must woman.
2: wins. Wait, what?
5: Also, <laughs> yeah, yellow. the Eagles are playing the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are anyone's guess. So you, you well, you're the Eagles sixth, are aren't you are sick. Eagles already clinched.
2: Yeah, the Eagles already si- clinched. It's uh, it's between they're 6. They're no, they're 7. Oh, seven. They're 7, but Wait, they've the already clinched. The 49ers are 6, but you did 49ers make- beat the Eagles earlier in the season, so they are above them because they have the same record and the same conference record. We're between us and the Saints because of other situations that will allow the Eagles to get in because the Eagles have the tiebreaker over the Saints. So if the Saints get in, the Eagles are over them. Wait, anyways. so
1: now if you lose to the Rams and the Saints win, do they get in instead?
2: Yeah. Oh. So who's six? The, the Eagles? 49ers. The 49ers. The no, no, no,
5: no, no. In that scenario. In that
2: scenario, the Eagles are six. Yeah, the
5: Eagles Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Important games this weekend.
2: Oh. Yeah, so now it's must win. Now, when we're not making fun of Luigi, they're all must wins. <laughs> well, we had next week. They're must game. wins at week one. They're yeah, always every, must Every
1: win. week is a must win. Every week is a must,
5: a must win. win. The Patriots lost to the Dolphins in week one. If they won that game, maybe they'd be the one seed, but they're not. <laughs> you know? Because they they're, they didn't win every game.
1: Okay. What you uh, about? So
5: we got through the end. <laughs> I'm NBA. talking about they have one less win they could have had, but. That's not considered
3: a must-win game it's week 1.
1: Okay. Right. I think
3: Burrow just quick on Burrow. I think he's still going to win an award this year with comeback player of the year, right? Oh. I feel like he's locked in
1: for that. <sighs> I don't I don't know. Oh, Bo- 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 his Bo- right? Bo- not winning see. nothing. Luigi wants not that.
2: I know that. Not Dak's stinky bro. booty. Nick Bosa like and I, so? I as oh, much a yeah, 49ers maybe. fan as I am but truthfully, Nick Bosa deserves that award. He tore his ACL, came back in his top three in every single rushing category. I, or past rushing category, not running
5: Yeah, uh, Yeah, I've loved seeing Nick. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, it's a good thing that the 49ers have been giving him the ball more. I like seeing him in the backfield. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, thank you, Zach. All right.
2: Purple so, elf in the top right of my screen. No <laughs> one knows what you're talking
5: about. This is a radio show.
1: We've we've <laughs> gone through we've gone through the Bengals. We've gone through the MVP voting. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown. Uh, just quickly, Big Ben. Wins his last home game, most likely, at Heinz Field against the Browns, 26-14. to Makes sense that it's against an AFC North opponent. Uh, never had a losing season with the Steelers, which I think kind of went under the radar 18 years in a row. They hadn't really talked about it until this year for whatever That's reason. incredible. Uh, yeah, the, if yeah, you a Steelers so fan, eight, eight
2: years, obviously, if you're a Steelers, yeah, you're fan, Steelers you're fan, you're almost as spoiled as a Patriots fan. Yeah, and, and I don't
1: think it's gonna be almost, the same yes. situation with the Patriots where they take a year with Cam Newton and then get their franchise quarterback again. I think it might take a little bit longer for them since they already missed on Haskins. They tried Dobbs, like they've tried quarterback Mason Rudolph. They've cu- tried quarterbacks. They haven't
2: drafted a quarterback in the first round since Big no. Ben, though. So uh, Haskins, they drafted
1: no. with the 15th overall pick and the Haskins uh, got drafted no, by was the Washington kind of, football. Oh season. no. Yeah. I I'm all messed up. Yeah, no, he got signed by them, that's right.
5: And then they decided it'd be a good idea to take him.
2: I don't know why they did that. Yeah. Well he uh, had a good arm. He just had a lot of problems in Washington with going to strip clubs when he's not supposed to and
1: not watching film.
2: Going to strip clubs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's reaching his end in Pittsburgh, he's had a great career, one of the last QBs in the 2004 draft class with Rivers and Eli 100% will be a first wow. ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, that's the end of our childhood quarterbacks for the most part, but obviously Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady continue on. Tom Brady's
2: still around. Yeah,
1: Tom Brady's been longer than everyone and and Matt still Ryan. around.
2: I would say Matt Ryan could be in that
1: Matt Ryan, before. Stafford, uh, I'm trying to think.
2: Rodgers, Kirk Cousins Brady. has been around
1: for a while now. Yeah. Um, Trying to think, who else kind of dates back? Where that's really still it. around. That's, yeah. really it. Yeah. that's really it, yeah. And Flacco's still Not- around. Yeah, Joe Flacco. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess. that's yeah. right. You know, elite the eliteness of Joe Flacco. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Big honcho. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would other- like to say
5: again. I've said it on the air once before, but boy, is he massive. I didn't realize until I saw him. Oh, yeah, he's That's, huge. It's an irrelevant thing to say,
2: but <laughs> I was taken off guard.
1: The, the height and size of Joe Flacco. Yeah, he's he, very wide. It, it I takes couldn't... a big well, guy he, to be a He elite.
2: is an NFL player. He's yeah. pretty big.
5: Hunter Renfro's in the league, and so is, I don't know, Blankenship.
1: It's <laughs> fair. All right, so and Scott, every other kicker. Scott has yeah. not called in yet. We actually haven't received any callers. Thank you, everyone. But, no, just kidding. Uh do we want to dive into the dark web that is the New York Football Giants? <laughs>
2: Do we want to try yeah, to What we- is really, an episode of the really show
5: weird. without the New York Giants? <laughs> yeah,
2: I really through. Really, this is through. one of the First episodes where I actually deeply would like to talk about the Giants.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, many different avenues where we could start. I don't I guess we could start where we know what is true. Yeah, Wait. we don't
2: need to talk about how terrible they are. We, we all know that they're terrible.
1: Right. We could talk about that we know Dave Gettleman is gone, so that's a sure thing. We'd not, we're not we not sure who's going to replace him yet.
2: Wait, he got fired?
1: No, 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 no. We know that he's definitely gone after the year is what I'm saying. He hasn't been fired oh, did yet.
2: did they come out and say
1: that? No, they have not come out and say it, said it explicitly, but it's been said basically in every news source that it's definitely a sure Strong thing. feeling. Strong feeling that they're not going to bring him back and they may clean house altogether. Now, there was another thing. So they obviously said two weeks ago that they were going to bring back Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. We weren't as concerned about the Daniel Jones as we are Judge. And they had a pitiful, pitiful, disgusting performance against the Bears this past week, losing 29-3. to Oh, and
5: that was so embarrassing. It was horrible. And, Sorry, and in bro. Chicago...
1: It's all right. I really didn't even watch it because I knew exactly what was going to happen. We threw for negative 10 passing yards.
5: First drive, what was it? A strip sack. Strip sack fumble. Or no, not not six. Like got down to the 1-yard line or something.
1: Yeah, it was it's it's just been horrible and they um, brought him back or they said they're going to bring him back, but then more things came out this week that said if Joe Judge has the same performance against Washington or a similar performance this week, then he's most likely gone. And I think that was just maybe giving something for the fans and the media to sit on, keeping him. But how can, how can you bring him back? Did you see the 11-minute rant that he had? No. He had an 11-minute rant after the game on, uh, on Sunday against the Bears. And, and he was just getting questioned about what this team, like where, where this team was even going and he went on an 11-minute rant talking about how the team is in a good position. We've seen a lot of growth with this team. Like we're doing the right things are in place and he said the hardest thing about changing a football team and a culture is changing the way guys think. And then went when yeah, went on this whole other thing saying that play, former players of the New York Football Giants were calling him and texting him saying that whatever situation they were in, they're in now, they would rather and wish they were back with the Giants. Which, number one, everyone was like, well, that's kind of odd because that doesn't really make any sense. And then it comes out later that an NFL executive anonymously calls Joe Judge out and says he's lying because you can't do that. It's illegal. That's con- it's considered tampering within the NFL. Calling and speaking yeah. to players that aren't on your physical team about wanting to come back. So he's already speaking out of his, you know, you know what. Where is this going? What, what in what p- positive direction is this going now?
2: There is none. You need to tear this team apart, limb for limb, to the barest of bones, and you need to just start over for a fourth, fifth time. I don't know. You need to fire, gentlemen. Step one. You need to get rid of Joe Judge because clearly he's speaking blasphemous things. Step two. Daniel Jones, keep him around. He's on contract another year. There's no reason to go out. And unless you think that you have the quarterback of the future in that first round, to not there's no need to pick one unless you really truly believe in that person wholeheartedly. No. Next step, draft offensive tackles. Another step, cut Nate Solder. Oh, Another step, get rid of your wide receiver room for the most part. Sterling Shepard, I know he's been productive. Get rid of him. He's bringing too much money to that team. You cut him, you would save $10 million next year. You cut Soldier, you'd save $16 million next year. There's a lot of places you could cut and make new money. They already are going into the season with one of the best cap situations because of how many people are on rookie contracts. You keep Saquon around. He had a 100-yard game for the first time since before he tore his ACL against the Bears, which was the only bright spot of that entire game this past weekend. You got Aziz Ojolari. You got Dexter Lawrence. You have Leonard Williams. Some good guys there to build around on your defense. Blake Martinez will come back. James Bradbury has played okay, not as good as he did last year, but still is a top corner in this league. You have spots. You have Xavier McKinney who's on the come up. Joe Judge is right. There is some great things about this team, and it's mostly in the youngness of this team. But the problem is is that Dave Gettleman has year in and year out failed to sign the correct veterans to make those rookies look good, and that's your big problem. It's possible that another problem gets exposed.
5: If Well, it, I believe that it's true. The strength of this team is that it's young. We've agreed a bunch of times that the general manager bringing in talent has been an issue, but if you have all this young talent and you don't develop them and they just stay at the level that they've been at, then unfortunately the coaching staff is just yet another – it doesn't make the general manager any less of an issue. It just means that you have more than you originally
1: thought. It, it, it's, it, it's been the same freaking turnstile for the last – I don't know. Decade. I was thinking about it the other day because I was like, "When was the last time?" Not even just the Giants. New York sports have won anything. We've seen uh, the Patriots win. We've seen the Celtics win. We've seen the Red Sox win. We saw Tampa win two in one year, and we're in basically all three in one year with baseball, hockey, and football. This this entire city has not experienced winning in who knows long how long. The Knicks haven't won since the 70s. The Jets haven't won since Super Bowl 3. 3. The
2: 60s, by the way. What, Zach,
1: what Super Bowl are we coming up on now? Do you know? 56? Is it 56 now? Oh, I believe I popped out. Alright, I'm gonna have to get out of that first. But yeah, as I was saying... The Knicks haven't won since the seventies. The Jets haven't won since Super Bowl three. It's all right. I'm back. All right, continue the rant. The Jets haven't won since Super Bowl three, which was in 1967. Six, Sixty, seven, seven. I think it was sixty-seven with Joe Namath. Joe Namath, who is in his what seventies or eighties, won the Super Bowl with the Jets back then. I don't know how you've been a Jets fan for that long. The Jet, the Giants are the most recent to win. The Nets haven't won. The Yankees haven't been in a World Series since 2009. The Mets haven't been in a World Series since 2015, which they almost got swept from the Kansas City Royals. Not the Dodgers. The Royals. Not the L.A. Dodgers. The Royals. It's, it's – inc- it's, I, I don't even know how to explain it. And the Giants are the most recent, but they've had the worst stint since their most recent championship. Yeah, it's all after the boat picture. We're 22-59 and after the boat picture. Yeah,
2: worst in the NFL. You've put up 49 points in five games, whereas the Patriots scored 51 on Sunday.
1: This may be the worst offense (laughs) in NFL history.
5: Matt, I just want you to think about how bad your culture is that you have probably the most valuable location for a sports franchise in the entire world and nobody wants to play for you.
2: It, I truly believe that it's because they actually play in New Jersey. I think that's a big part about it. I really do. Yeah, I it's like, it's like, U- New York. It's like really UConn
1: it... playing in East Hartford.
2: Yes, yeah. it's literally the exact same. You don't actually play in New York.
1: Do you think if they had a – well, they'll never
5: get a stadium in the city. There's just No, it's no impossible. And imagine do you think really if they happens. had a stadium in the
1: city – Actually, you know what, Zach? I don't even think it's the question that people don't want to be here because I haven't really heard anyone come through. Other than maybe since the Gettleman years, that no one wants to play under Gettleman or even Joe Judge at this point. But before then, guys would come left and right. We signed Plaxico. I mean, that was a very long time ago. But Plaxico Burris was signed. Victor Cruz stayed for a very long time. Odell. I mean, truly though,
2: like when's the last time you got a really good free agent signing? I know you just signed Galladay, and he was decent, but he's not a top. He was fifteen. No, in the
1: league. see that was signing Galladay. Galladay has not been decent. I mean, he's been decent for what the offense has been. But I'm talking about
2: previously. Not you this bought year. a he's broken Ferrari. I was talking about previously.
1: Do you mean he was good before this yeah, past he season? He was
2: a top twenty-five receiver in the league for the past five years. He,
1: he yeah, well, definitely has not been worth seventy-two million dollars. Heck no. But. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've no. It's but that's, that's what absurd. I'm saying. Like,
2: when's the last time you guys signed a really good free agent? You signed Leonard Williams, who I think is a waste of money, also. You're pouring way too much money into him.
1: Yes, like, I mean, Leonard Williams really? is a bad that. resign. Uh, before that. I mean, we got Olivier Vernon in, like, 2017. Wow, Dam- For
2: Dam- a year, and then he went to Cleveland.
1: Yeah. Well, they, so the 2016 was, team was probably the biggest free agent signings because it was Olivier Vernon, Damon Harrison. Um, they had a, a couple different signings. But we do have a caller on the line. I'm assuming it's Scott. or It actually looks like a Connecticut number, so we'll bring them on now. Caller number one, what's your name? Where are you from?
4: Uh, this is Zeke from the Creek.
1: Hey, how's it going?
4: Good. So, this Giants talk is killing me because they're terrible. Can we please talk about a real football team like the Cowboys or something?
1: (laughs) All right. So, our caller says that the Giants are terrible. Can we please talk about a real football team like the Cowboys?
4: I mean, (laughs) a
5: real football
2: team. Is it Vinny?
1: No, no. This is not Vinny. This is another Cowboys fan. Um,
2: Okay. Yeah, the Giants are terrible. Cowboys
4: also – What'd you say there? The what? I said, have the Giants won a playoff game since 2011?
1: The Giants have not won a playoff game since 2011. They've been in one in 2016 since then.
4: I mean, it's bad, too. And don't get me wrong, the Cowboys haven't won a... a the Cowboys haven't crap for 25 years, so... No, he, ju-
1: it? He, just said, he just said that the Cowboys have not won.
2: And they're not making it anywhere
4: this year. They're secondary Swiss cheese.
1: What do we think about that?
4: I think that I'm glad what happened with the Cardinals. It woke them up. They they weren't as good as the way they played against Washington, Mm. which Washington Mm -hmm. stinks, and Mm -hmm. that was just a perfect Mm -hmm. storm. They're not that good, and they're not as bad as they were. And by the way, a question for you guys. The fumble at the end of the game, doesn't the booth have to review touchdowns and fumbles in the game?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I so I was confused about that. He's he's mentioning the uh, fumble at the end of the game in the uh, Cardinals-Cowboys game, saying that even though they didn't have timeouts, at the end of the game, it shouldn't that be a booth review since all turnovers and touchdowns are? Did they come out with that right. explanation?
2: Yeah, they didn't. I don't think I saw the explanation, but he, whoever the caller is is correct. So, they're
4: everybody right after they got blown out, they lost by three points. And if that fumble is correct, they have a chance to tie it. So they're not that bad. They're going to play the Cardinals again. And usually when they play a team the second time at home, they have a pretty good chance to win. I will tell you guys this. If they're clicking on all cylinders and they have pretty much the whole team healthy, I don't care what any other team does, including Green Bay. They got a shot to win it all if they're all playing
1: the bat. Right, and I think that's been the problem is that their team has not been firing on all all cylinders, especially the offense, who was a couple weeks ago, but now has come into this sort of, you know, maybe it's not a slump, but they've been saying that Dak has been in somewhat of a slump in these last couple weeks, and that's what's really been killing them because, you know, I mean, two weeks ago they put up 56 points against Washington. Yes, it's Washington, but Mm -hmm. in these... Upcoming playoff games. If you are going to play a team like Green Bay, you are going to need high scoring as well.
5: They well, won't play Green Bay. They're not making it through the first round.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're losing right away. Hot takes. They're losing, they're losing, they're losing I don't know hot I just think that they're hot, hot take garbage. Listen, they, had they play the f- the football team twice. They play the Giants twice. That's four wins, which they got. Well, that mm-hmm. any other team Doesn't in the that NFL that's not that that named years. the Jaguars in that same position they're not getting four wins
4: so, it, so they, they, the they NFC to, they, is so they didn't go to New England to beat the Patriots
2: round of the playoffs because they have the same experience so, these garbage
1: so he, he said they didn't go to New England to beat the Patriots he's talking about they, how,
2: did. they did
1: yeah I know they did it. but I also don't think saying. the
2: Patriots are all that
1: no Father, I'm I mean, gonna
5: imagine you're not a taker of the bing bong parlay <laughs>
2: No,
0: No,
5: absolutely not.
2: (laughs) All All I'm saying here is that the uh, Cowboys are extremely overrated. The Patriots are also overrated. The Cowboys aren't going to make it anywhere in the playoffs. The Eagles aren't going to make it anywhere in the playoffs. Unless they somehow escape the NFC East, they will never be truly legit football teams,
4: as long as the Giants and the the football team are for the past five years they have no shot to beat the cardinals in 2 weeks. He Was said, there a question he in said.
1: That? He said so they have no shot to beat the cardinals in 2 weeks.
4: Well the cardinals have been in
3: shambles somewhat.
1: So they so they play so this is what the scenario is. They played the cardinals this week obviously, then they have the eagles this upcoming week. Then mm-hmm. a, as of now where the playoff picture is, they would play the cardinals at home again. Yes. So the question is, is that you don't, he's asking if we don't believe that they have a chance to beat the Cardinals that week after of already having losing, already having lost right. to them, and then, you know, they do have a, a chance twice.
2: But I think that it's only because of the, it's hard to beat a team twice type deal. Agree. But I think Agreed. the Cardinals did not play anywhere near where their best football game was. Neither do I think the Cowboys played that. But the Cowboys losing Gallup is going to make that a lot harder. And the
4: Cardinals oh, getting healthier every week is not
2: going to help either of those things.
4: Do you guys know when you say Gallup, when they were on their roll early in the season, it was all without Gallup.
1: Oh, Okay, how many? So how many games was that without Gallup? They, do they, you know?
4: They lost three games during the season with a calf injury, and they were our three most productive offensive games until the Redskin game.
1: Okay, yeah. So he did. He did mention that their games without Gallup surprisingly have been their most productive games in the beginning yep. of the year as well. Um, so yeah, I mean do you do you have any idea of how this offense is going to revitalize them, themselves now having lost Gallup? I know you just said the statistic but at this point in the year it doesn't help for them to lose him.
4: The, the worst part of this team is there's. No, I can't predict them. No one can predict them. When they show up against the Redskins and not play that way they can beat anybody. Then they play against the Broncos and the Cardinals. It looks like they look terrible. So, no way to predict them. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's really hard, but I appreciate the call in, my friend. Uh, Thanks, guys. Big game against the Eagles this week. You t- still riding with the Cowboys, obviously?
4: Yeah, I mean, the Eagles, I, I, it's going to be a tough game there. I don't even know how, what it matters to the Eagles. I have no idea why they moved it. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, if they show up like they did last week they're in trouble they show up two split, and to beat them by 20 so I know
1: it right yeah so we'll find out but I appreciate we'll the call my friend hope you have a great rest of your night you too guys thank you bye bye alright um, let's see alright so it is 6.50 do we want to quickly talk about the national I mean we already kind of talked about the national championship but pick wise
3: yeah we can just do picks if
1: you guys want to do that before we get to alright Eric you can go first if you want know. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> You're saying you don't know?
3: It's hard to bet against Bama. Like it's real hard to bet against Bama. Oh, it's but always hard to I, bet against them. I like I just seen everything I've seen from Kirby Smart. I think I'm gonna take Georgia. I like I like what he what he I don't know.
2: He just seems like he has his guys ready. Matt, who, do we know who that caller was? Or is somebody?
1: He said it was something from the creek, but I have an idea of who it was. I believe it was the Cowboys' caller that hung up on us when I identified his identity, so I didn't want to scare him off this time.
2: Ah. Uh, yeah.
1: So, uh, but, Luigi, do you have a pick for the national championship?
2: Uh, probably uh, probably going to go with Bama. Bama? Yeah.
1: All right, and then do we? Is there a spread? Three points to Georgia. Three. Three points. All right, yeah. Zach. Any ideas? I stink at this game.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Alabama because I picked them and they won, and that makes me happy. And Michigan, I hate them now. So, and I hate Georgia too for beating Michigan. So go ahead, I'm gonna take Bama.
1: Yeah, I think Bama might be – it's obviously not the square pick because it's an underdog still, but Alabama being kind of underdogged in this game, it's obviously, as we said, hard to beat two uh, teams two times in a row as they did within the uh, SEC championship game. But I'm going to take Bama. It's hard not to take Bama, at at least at this point, um, with the Heisman – what, uh, We're all he?
2: going against our college football expert.
1: Bri- well, br- no, Brian Robinson, who was it, who ran for oh, three, Brian 200 Robinson.
2: yards? D-Rob! Yeah. yeah, so
1: he, yeah, he he's firing on all cylinders. Their defense is really good. And I'm just hoping for a great game. I really am having anxiety just picking someone because I don't really want to pick anyone. Yeah. I think it, I don't want to yeah. pick
2: anyone either. I uh, just want to see a good football if game. If I
1: could just pick good game, that would be a uh, – be the best option for myself. Leave Zach out of this. Oh, you're out. No picks. Or are you? you said no, you turned... wanted
5: to pick good game.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Just yeah, we'll pick good game Sorry. and move forward. <laughs> <laughs> All Sorry. right. Um... I hope
5: you're out there, good game. I hope you're
1: listening. <laughs> he, he's out there somewhere. He's Out there I don't somewhere. Know
2: if he's listening, but he's out there yeah, somewhere. Out Natick.
1: All right. Let's get into the picks. <laughs> the final regular season picks of the year. It's been great so far, so let's get rolling with them all-time records. I am one fifty-two and eighty-eight. Luigi is lead dog at one sixty-four and seventy-six, and Zach at one fifty-nine and eighty-one. Zach, what
2: happened, buddy? These are fake
1: numbers. They're not real. Fake, (laughs) fake news. Did you fall out of the lead a little
5: bit? (laughs) I think I'm supposed to have one hundred and seventy.
1: 170 <laughs> wins yeah <laughs> I mean I think I, I did the addition this time so I think it's accurate uh, 17 games remain or no 16 games remain in week 18 the first time we've ever had a week 18 in the regular season in the NFL Saturday to start off 430 the Chiefs 11 and 5 10 and a half point favorites at Zach's Denver Broncos 7 and 9 give me the Chiefs hot cha here my team sucks. I'm gonna take the Chiefs. <laughs> no more riding the Broncos. No more. Is it. Vic
2: gonna get fired, Zach? Yes. He's done. Fire everyone. He's not done. he's not done. Matt wants mutual. Destruction I want
1: mutual. I want mad. Him. I want mutually assured destruction amongst you know all what? teams. We
5: don't have time for it. I have a strong opinion about this. Maybe I'll share it next week. Luigi and I have the chance this week and converse about it. So, stay tuned
1: for for that. All right. Luigi, you taking the Chiefs?
2: Yes, I am taking. It. I slipped it in there before Zach.
1: Oh, okay. Went
2: cha cha cha. cha I,
1: I heard cha oh. cha cha with no slip.
2: Sorry. Yeah, no. I uh, I I'm taking the Chiefs this week. They're the better football
1: team. All right, Chiefs across the board. Saturday, eight fifteen. Saturday night football. Cowboys, as we just mentioned, eleven and five, seven point favorites at the Eagles, nine and seven. Uh, kind of crucial, not really crucial game for both teams as they both clinch, but could mean stuff in seeding. I think the Cowboys played a game that they probably could have easily won against the Cardinals. I think the Eagles might be a little bit worse. Give me the Cowboys.
2: Going to take the Cowboys this week. I think that they should be able to handle the Eagles, um, although this will be a very telling week while we'll how these two teams fare in the playoffs.
5: Well, I believe the Cowboys' roster is better. However, I believe momentum of the eagles is in a better direction as the cowboys i think they're going to fight real hard for the spot and also i need a separation prick from luigi it's not going to matter but i'd like to get close
1: (laughs) all right so that's the uh sunday night or saturday night football game between the cowboys and the eagles one o'clock on sunday bears six and ten at the vikings seven and nine three point favorites to the vikings uh give me the vikings in mike zimmer's last game most likely
2: I really pray that it's Mike Zimmer's last game, and I hope he goes out with a win so that he can leave, get out of football, maybe just become a defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, taking the Vikes. Maybe he'll become a cobbler and make shoes
5: like Daniel Day Lewis.
0: I'm
5: gonna, I'm gonna take the Vikings as well.
1: Yeah, maybe Zach, but uh, he has coached football for the last like. Thirty years of his life, so probably not. All right, Vikings across the board. One o'clock. Washington football team who will not be the Washington football team as of February second. They've. Apparently, oh yeah, uh, releasing something. Oh yeah, well they could
2: be. Yeah, yeah so, they're not going to. But it be seems so like stupid. from the uh,
1: leaked videos <laughs> that it seems they uh, they like the new image. So it's I'm between excited. Between
2: the Commanders, the Brigaders, and the football team.
1: Okay, maybe it the is the football team with a, a cleaner look. That'd be absolutely the hilarious. Cranked. Uh, we're still w- <laughs> we're still a football team. WFT.
2: Uh, at the cranked. We're changing our name to the Washington Redskins.
1: <laughs> Seven
2: well, point they said It's on. Uh, it's on
3: Groundhog Day. They should just be the Groundhog. <laughs> Maybe they'll that be the
5: the Red Tin Washing Skin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. The one o'clock. The Red Tin Washing Skin at the Giants. Four and twelve. Give me Washington.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm taking, gonna take them too. Taking the football team and possibly the last game as the football team.
1: All right, football team across the board. One o'clock. Bengals ten and six. One and a half point favorites at the Browns seven and nine. This actually, this line has since moved a lot. I believe it's a five point underdog for the Bengals. Now, I'm gonna take. I don't even know in this game honestly anymore. That now that Burrow's not playing, what do you guys think?
2: I think the Bengals are a better team based on how they've played this year. Case Keenum is a Week 18.
0: Oh,
5: that's uh, right.
2: He is a a, uh, late-season killer. But I do think that the Bengals' defense will hold up very well against a crappy Browns offense. I believe in them to
5: find a way to win when they're looking for seeding and they've had such a strong season and they want to keep up their reputation and the momentum. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think that they will.
1: All right, so it's since moved from one and a half favoriting the Bengals to six points favoriting the Browns. I believe in Case Keenum this week. Give me the Browns. Uh, Colts, 9-7, and seven, 1 o'clock, 15-point favorites at the Jaguars, 2-14. and 14. This should be easy. The Colts, give me them, please.
2: I'd like to see the Jaguars win because, like I said earlier, I want chaos, but this is the Colts' game to win. This is their chance to get in the playoffs, and Carson Wentz wants it bad.
5: Yeah, I like the Colts. I've liked them in this second half of the season. I think they've performed really well against some challenging teams, so I'm going to take them.
1: One o'clock, Packers, thirteen and three, two and a half point favorites at the Lions, two thirteen and one. Give me the Packers.
2: Yeah, easy. Definitely taking the Packers. I know Rogers isn't playing, but still like the Packers this week.
5: Is this is this line still two and a half? Yes. How is that
2: possible? Because I think it went to.
1: I thought it
2: went to pick them. Did it go? Oh, did them? it go down? Let me
1: look. Uh, let's see. When I looked it earlier, is minus three and a half now.
3: Oh, it is okay.
1: Yeah. So oh, it so they're favored even more. They're favored even more. Yep. Yeah. All right. right. One o'clock. Steelers eight seven and one at the Ravens eight and eight. Ravens are five point favorites. Give me the Ravens.
5: I am also going to take the Ravens. I think they're going to win this game. They're in the hunt for
2: the playoffs, but I, I don't think they're going to make it. Any, I think they're going to win, and it's not going to matter, basically. I think that Big Ben's going out on a little bit of a streak before he retires, and I'd like to see the Steelers win. I also can't wait to watch T.J. Watt break the sack record. Let's so Go Steelers this week.
1: Yeah, I can see that as well happening. Uh, I do like Tyler Huntley, though, and... I mean, it could be Lamar, obviously. We don't know yet, but I'm assuming it'll be Tyler Huntley because there's no point. Well, they actually might make the playoffs, you know, if certain things happen. But uh, 1 o'clock, Titans, 11-5, 10.5-point favorites at the Texans, 4-12. and 12. Give me the Titans.
2: This is a win and use clinch scenario for the Titans, like I was saying earlier in the show. Derrick Henry coming back. In two weeks instead of one would be significant. The Titans need to go handle business against a crappy Texans team. I'm taking the Titans.
5: Ditto, Luigi. I will take the Titans. All
1: right, Titans across the board. First 425 game, 49ers 9-7 and at the Rams, 12-4. and uh, Give me the Rams.
5: I will also take the Rams. Unfortunately, Luigi, I believe that the Rams, a better team, I'm going to take
2: them at home. As someone who watches all the 49ers games, I have never seen a team that I like how much we match up against as much as when we match up against this Rams team. We always handle Eric Donald like he's nothing. Every single time. Kyle Shanahan has bested McVay each and every time as well. I don't care who's playing quarterback. The 49ers are winning this must-win game. They're going to clinch that six seed, and then they're going to win the Super Bowl.
1: All right, and yeah, that is true. the The McVeigh Shanahan rivalry has been quite lopsided to the Shanahan side, but we'll see how it goes on Sunday. Four twenty five Jets four and twelve at the Bills ten and six. Bills are sixteen point favorites. Give me the Bills.
2: Josh yeah. Allen's going to really want that uh, that one seed in the AFC East title, so uh, I'd like to see him win it, and I think he's going to go win this game and win that one seed.
5: Yeah, good. Go. I hope the Bills win this game. I'm gonna take them too.
1: All right, four twenty-five. Panthers five and eleven at the Buccaneers twelve and four. Seven and a half point favorites to the Bucks. Give me the Bucks.
2: Do we know anything about Tom playing in this game?
1: I've not seen anything yet. I would assume he still is. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen anything that would suggest otherwise. Because seating seating.
2: in the NFC could move a lot, especially so with I'm the Rams Jimmy's Niners playing. game or the Cowboys. Yeah. So I'm assuming they want to win this game. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. T- I'm taking the Bucks regardless if he's playing or not. Me too.
1: All right, Bucks across the board, and then 425 Patriots 10 and six, six and a half point favorites at the Dolphins eight and eight. As we mentioned, the Dolphins have been known to wreck the Patriots' dreams. I don't think that's this year, though. I think the Dolphins are overhyped and the Patriots have played fantastically. Give me the Pats.
2: Yeah, the Pats make uh, bad football teams look. Very bad, and uh, I think that they're going to do that this week, and I think they're going to get in with a nice little seed and be in the playoffs for the first time in a couple years. Yeah, I agree.
1: All right, Pats across the board. Eric?
2: I like the Pats, but in Miami it makes me nervous. Definitely makes me nervous. Gronkowski didn't have the
3: angle. Don't
1: be nervous. Gronkowski didn't have the angle. Uh, What I'm hearing is
2: Eric likes the spread.
1: (laughs) Six and a half to the the Dolphins. 425 Saints, 8-8. Eight and eight, Four-point favorites at the Falcons, 7-9. and nine. Uh, Oh, all right. Explain to me why you both have
2: the Falcons. Because I need the Falcons to win for the Niners. To uh, okay. The yeah, Zach, what's
1: your reasoning?
5: <laughs> well, uh, I haven't been sold on this Saints team all season, especially after James Winston has been out. And what I have been sold on is the Falcons being an okay roster that figures out how to win games or at least stay in them. I was kind of disappointed with how they finished the game against the Bills, but they were tied for a while. I think they played them well on defense and on offense. Matt Ryan came up with a couple of clutch plays. I like the team enough to beat the Saints at home.
2: I also like the Falcons generally. I think that it's a possibility that – Regardless of the playoff situation, I may have also picked the Falcons based on how they've been playing. They're still a pretty good football team, and Matt Ryan is still very, very competent to elite quarterback in this league.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree that they've been good. Uh, I think the Saints' defense has been really tough on teams in past weeks, and they're getting Taysom Hill back at quarterback. So I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to ride with the four points. I don't. It might be closer than that, uh, but I'm going to take the Saints at least for the win. Last 425 game, Seahawks 6-10 and 10 at the Cardinals, 11-5. and Seven-point favorite to the Cards. Give me the Cardinals.
2: Cardinals are really hoping that the Niners pull off this win um, because this should be a game where they could beat Russell Wilson. Um, although the Seahawks did look very electric this past week where Russell Wilson threw four touchdown passes and Rashad Penny ran for two, um... It's interesting to see that Seahawks team bounce back. You'll see a very good team out of them next year. I think this Russell Wilson injury really got them down. Although, I do believe that the Cardinals are in a situation where they need to win this game. They really, really want to win this game, more importantly. So I think they're going to take it home.
5: I guarantee Rust is dreaming about playing spoiler to the Cardinals. But unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get his way. I think the Cardinals are going to win also.
1: All right, Cardinals across the board, this could be could be the end of Pete Carroll. We're not sure yet, and it could also be the end of uh, Russell Wilson's days in Seattle. It would take a lot to get him out because he's under contract, but nothing's impossible in the NFL as we know last sunday night football game that we will pick in the regular season 820 a huge sunday night football game in regards to the playoffs the chargers 9 and 7 3 point favorites at the raiders 9 and 7 as well both in the afc west how explain your picks before i make mine
2: i trust my man shane the bolts are winning <laughs> this week okay i also um, i mean just you could go down generally every position on this chargers team and i other than the quarterback, where I would say it's about even, I really like Eckler as a better running back. I like their receiving core as a better group. I like their O-line as a better group. I like their D-line as a better I can keep going, you know what I mean. I just think the Chargers got every aspect of this game as a roster and I think that having this extra firepower being it's a, it's a huge playoff implication win game and it's a huge division game as well. I mean, all of these games are division games but I, I, I think the Chargers pulled this off. And, you know, last time I didn't side with the Bolts, I got I got a little uh, pie in the face from my friend Shane. So I'm going to go with his Bolts this week. Um, the Chargers
5: are the more exciting roster to me. I think they're probably the more talented roster. And they, if I'm being completely honest, are the team that I would like to see in the playoffs. However, this season I have picked against the Raiders many times and I've been foiled a lot I've been foiled a lot picking against the Raiders they're at home they've had a heck of a season they've lost a lot they've been through a lot I know Derek Carr in his heart wants this probably he probably wants this playoff bid more than anybody in the entire league and I'm not going to pick against him again in week 18 with everything on the line
1: yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think the Chargers would be the much more exciting team to make the playoffs. I think they probably would be much more competitive than the Raiders would be in a playoff picture with the Chargers in it. Although I, I'm very impressed with what this Raiders team has been through this year and how they are on the cusp of making the playoffs still, with all the things, you know, head coach to Henry Ruggs to Arnett uh, to you know pretty much. Every every possible bad thing that happened happened to that team, and they're still 9-7, and, and Derek Carr has played exceptionally well, and I think it would just be a really feel-good story. If they did make the playoffs, Griffin Wolf has all, also called us out every single week on our page when, they, yes, when we pick against them, and then they do win. So I, I think this is one of the many times, and they are at home. I think the uh, Death Star could be rocking for the first time in its, you know, in its career as basically Young a playoff, career. yeah, as a basically a playoff game this week. So I'm excited for it. But that's the picks. Take them as you please. We'll post them on social media coming this weekend. As a reminder, that has been Fire Football Radio on WHUS stores 91.7. It's been great with you from the hour of se- uh, five to seven. It's been myself, Matt McGrath, Luigi Capola, Zach Schmoll, and Eric Harkins. Any final thoughts?
2: Um, um, I'll go first because I know Zach's got... To, uh, you know what, go ahead, Eric. You go ahead. I just wanted to know if Luigi thought that last game was a must-win game. <laughs> <night> game. <laughs> Actually, no, it's a must-tie game. It must-tie yeah, game. Yeah. yeah,
1: right. Zach?
5: Um, the official ranking of fast food sandwich shops goes to Bellas, Jersey Mike's, Subway's, D'Angelo's. It's undisputable. Lock it down. If you're looking for a good sandwich, any one of the top two is fine.
2: Um, if you're actually looking for a good sandwich, don't go to any of those places and just call somebody that you know lives in the area and ask them where a good sandwich place is because those places are as good as hot garbage. Go find a little hole I in the wall. I had Jersey Mike's today, and I was very satisfied. Go sir. find a little hole in the wall. If you're in Hamden, Connecticut, you go to the Corner Deli or you go to Ray and Mike's if you want a sandwich. There you go. That All right. is the undisputed facts. Okay. And then, Ow.
1: Luigi, did you say anything on top of that or now?
2: I right, we can't hear you, Matt. Oh, you. You, anything
1: on top of that or now?
2: Um, there's a lot of must-win games in the NFL this week. <laughs> um, there's <laughs> <a lot of laughs> must-win games. <laughs> There's uh, three playoff spots that are still up in the air, um, being the last two AFC spots and that last one NFC spot. Um, good luck to anyone who's rooting for one of these teams that's on the cusp, like my Niners, Raiders, Chargers fans that are out there. Um, good luck to all of you, and I hope everyone except the Saints is happy after this weekend.
1: All right, yeah, good luck to everyone who's rooting for their team to either make the playoffs or or continue their season in the playoffs, and they already know that. It's uh, any team that you pretty much are, unless you're the Jets or the Jaguars, you're better than my Giants. So we'll leave it at that. But enjoy the semi-playoff games this week. It's the first time we've ever had Week 18 in the uh, in the NFL season. So enjoy it. It's a nice 17 game, and then we'll have the Super Wild Card next week. But it's been great with you from the hour 5 to 7. Hope to see you next week. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll, we'll – uh, will be on the uh, football watch until.